Oh, this is Tom from Third Rail Design Lab. Uh, and this is Mike from Narrative Mike. <laughs> Mike from Narrative Mike. Drinking, spelled, consuming spelled, a beverage. It's spelled differently. <laughs> it's spelled differently. I'll spell you differently like you've never seen before. I don't know. What One of them has a Q. Yeah, there you go. Mr. Narrative Mike, how are you doing? You know, um, this has been a really hellish week, but I'm with you. I'm drinking a nice beverage out of my Black Panther glass. Oh. Wakanda Forever. Yes. And we, we might be talking about that, but yes. One is hopeful we're talking about that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just, that was the that was the remnants of a tall boy. So, oh. in, the, in the immortal words of Harmar Superstar. Harmar. Oh my God! Is, am I going to introduce you to a thing? Yes, please. Oh, okay. So, Minnesota. Yes. Minnesota, the world of rock bands that you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Look up, look up when you have your free time. Harmar Superstar, H A R M A R Superstar. Uh-huh. Um, he How do you spell is, Superstar? Is like S U P E R S T A R, man. Just testing you. I was yeah, testing, that tall, testing that tall boy on you. All right, go ahead. That's fair. That's fair. So um, I, I believe he is from Minnesota. If I'm wrong about that, people, I apologize, but I think he is. And he has a really good song called Tall Boy, but he's just this kind of roly-poly little dance machine who has really good songs. Like and it. yeah, no, nah, listen to Tall Boy. And if Tall Boy does not trip your trigger, then I don't think any of his music will, but Harmar Superstar is totally worth listening to. I'm on it. Tall Boy by Minnesota. uh, Minnesota's own Harmar. Harmar Superstar. superstar. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to our podcast. That was our... (laughs) (laughs) It's our quick little music segment. Rum rum Field recommendation. (laughs) Yeah, right there. Right at the beginning. Do you want to take us out? So, uh, (laughs) Mr. Narrative Mike, uh, let's hit the sucking the monkey section. What are you consuming after you consume the dregs of your tall boy um i believe i so i wanted a nice pilsner so i went to my store uh-huh. and the beer selections here are different from where i'm from yes sir. um and i am not familiar with any of them so the only thing that said pilsner that was new to me was a thing called trumper which i don't i i like on on the face value i was like i'm not fucking buying that but then I was like, it's only Pilsner, so I'll, I will try it, and maybe it'll be good. Because I don't think it has any any affiliation with the president, but it, yes. it might. <laughs> so I that's what I'm going to drink next. You, I didn't even see it because I'm like, uh, Westworld Season 1, it doesn't look like anything to oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so that's next. Next is a, a nice Yum. Pilsner. Well, you I, seem to have a, a coffee drink there. I have a coffee drink. I'm having a delicious uh, caffeinated beverage in my... Um, extremely bougie, uh, indulgent ember cup that will keep it hot for about an hour, which is nice. It's set to a, a 133 degrees, which is oh. the perfect temperature for a coffee. That's, that's perfect. That, that'll, that'll, you know, melt the skin right off your tongue. Yes, sir. Uh, and um, once my tongue has uh, had a chance to recover, it needs a little help. Maybe after that, I might have a, an adult beverage to dull the pain. We'll see. What? So here's what we plan for this session because right. we've, uh, it's been about a minute and a half since we recorded last. But it's been a while. Had, 
Yeah, but we've had three or four straight great sessions prior to that, you and I, and also you and I and others, and we yeah. rolled them out over the summer and late summer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, the last time we talked, we were p- preparing, or you know, prior to the the next planned uh, recording session, which we weren't able to do, we were about to talk about uh, SDCC news. <laughs> so wow. At the rate, wow. yeah, at the rate at which the darkest timeline has been collapsing, that's oh, about seventeen bad. years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, but what? So and so, we the the bookended extremes have been SDCC, which we didn't get to talk about, through Fandom, which we dreaded talking about, and what I thought we would do, since it's you and I tonight, and we're good at this sort of thing, is we would hit news items and we would rank them. Because who better to judge the empirical value of some of this material than uh, two guys in small, uh, you know, whatever, subspaces of our homes. Uh, We're going to use our typical robot kraken rating scale. Red tentacle is, we like it. Black octopus is, we don't like it. There's no middle ground, even though everything should be with threes with me. There's two options here. Like it, don't like it. So it gets complicated when everything is gr- is middle of the road because you have to you have to pin it, you have to make a statement, okay? And so we're gonna bang through this stuff. I've tried to organize it, sort of, and okay. uh, we'll see how far we get. Sound good? Yeah, I'm good. Um, it'll be interesting to see if this actually made it through the recording. But something you just did sent this yeah. really awesome, like 1983, uh, computer noise through the speaker. It was like it was like um. It was like a very high, flat uh, spring noise. I really <laughs> hope it made it. Because if it didn't, more editing for me. Are I don't know ready? what that was. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of what I just did. Who knows? Could you were, be anything. You were, plug- you were plugging and unplugging, but you were also twirling your furious mustache at the same time. Ah, so it could have been that. Nice. Maybe it was one of your new mustache hairs that you've grown going. Crabones. <laughs> 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 So, our first subject tonight, Mr. Narrative Mike, is uh-huh. trailers. Trailers. <laughs> there have been some trailers in the last... Oh, like, three, four, maybe? Just not many. Yeah, in, like, in the last 17 oh. years, and excluding fandom stuff, in the last 17 years since we last talked, there have been a few trailers, and uh-huh. it is odd to watch content trailers when the delivery of said content is undetermined, right? Very much so, yeah. In... In other in the in the in the pre-apocalypse era, I would try to blacklist some of these projects. I didn't even want to see the trailer. I just want to go in. I just want oh, to go I in blind. That. Not blacklist. Sorry, blackout. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> it's like f this project. Yeah. F it. If f I had enough, <laughs> yeah. If I had enough Trump or Pilsner, I might blacklist it and then <laughs> and then blackout. It would take a lot of it, I think. No. So uh, you know, yeah. some of these projects. Yeah. yeah, I think the only one. Of all of the trailers that have been out in the last month or two um, that I've successfully held off and not watched is Tenet, uh-huh. which is somewhat ironic because that's the most tantalizing one out there. And, you know, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I see. I, I had the 10 minute whatever it was before. Um, right. Rise of Skywalker. So, yeah, I mean, like, after that, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, any any commercial I see is going to be like, yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> You're not going to tell me anymore. As much about as anyone movie. can get it. 
Um, so I haven't actually watched any of the, the more recent trailers they put out because I still didn't want to. Although what I have read, mm-hmm. though, from people who not only – so people who have actually gone now and seen it right. in the controversial uh, theater theatrical release was that he oh, did so wait, another – Before that, um, yeah. I am not going to do that. I have – I have promised okay. Ruby that I will not go to a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't come up in my house, but the only way I could imagine it happening is if, uh, you know, Blake and I uh, worked together and bought the theater out. And even mm-hmm. then, it would have to be the first of the day. Right. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know how it's going to happen. Uh, right. But I'm with you. I have no, other than Tenet, Tenet was the only one I had an interest. Um, I think uh, Blake was threatening to go to um, New Mutants, which seems like. A very strange choice to kill yourself with, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, 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 New Mutants was actually higher on my list than Tenet was. I think Holy Tenet God. will be great on my television, and I still, I just want no, I want no, those no. kids. I want those kids to get some get some props. I, lo- well, I, like, getting, I love the New Mutants. Props. Back in the day, you know, and we'll talk about it. But there be yeah, you yeah. know the faint praise it's been getting is that it's the best of the Fox X Men movies, which is. Which I think is pretty funny, and it's not accurate. But, um, <laughs> but with Tenet, the one thing I'll say is that um, I was a little disturbed to hear over the last twenty four hours that people who have gone and seen it have said that he's uh, butchered the audio mix, similar to the first draft of The Dark Knight Rises, huh. when I, yeah, yeah, it was really murky, and then when they and then they fixed it when it came out, and then you could hear Bane talk. But, but remember how the the first scene yeah similar to what you saw yeah. tenant right they released yeah. that first scene and just like, <laughs> and, and everyone was upset because they couldn't understand what he was saying yeah and then they cleaned the mix up and then all of a sudden they could hear him say of course and then everyone says what the hell yeah <laughs> that's an old-timey vein and i of course you and i you know we love that yeah but that's uh, still my favorite characters it's like you oh yeah people i'm like yes uh, i mean yes, and, and Mr. It, <laughs> of all the ways in which uh our darkest timeline has proven things to be a documentary one would never have thought that dark knight rises would be one of the documentaries that we because <laughs> he he things sound awfully familiar to be honest with you even in the uh, gathering in large large uh, common spaces to be told rhetoric but yeah. um anyway so tenet you watched it uh did you watch the trailers as well or just the, the no i watched stuff? the minute thing and i watched a trailer from man i guess a couple months ago I don't know. It's, it feels like a freaking year ago at this point, yes, but yes. I know it's, it was probably the beginning of the summer. It's the one where they um, they tease the fact that they're going backwards and everything else is right. going forwards. Right. And it was, it was that, that one. Trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the only two I've seen. And I've kind of, yeah, like you, I've kind of like been like, you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know enough about this right now that I'm excited and it's going to fall yeah. apart in the third act like all of his movies, but that's fine. I'll that's be fine. good with it. It really doesn't matter. Love the time machine. Um, so, uh, wait, what interstellar, right? The secret magic timey wimey was love. Third act. Just stop explaining it. Just stop explaining it. (laughs) I am so good at compartmentalizing what I like from what I don't on Mm. projects that I love. I mean, there are chunks of the work of the Coen brothers and Wes Anderson in each of their films that I'll look at it and be like, Hmm. And you know what? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't look like anything to me. I don't see no, it anymore. I agree. Like I I watch movies for that one moment of perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's always even in the crappiest, garbagiest movie, there's 
that lighting choice or that scene choice or that wardrobing wardrobing decision. There's just something that's like spot on. You did a good job right there. Ruby's like, you watch this hour and 30 minute movie for that one scene. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> it's like that Twitter, uh, the Twitter account, one perfect shot. And then right. there's, a, there's a, there's a counter account called, you know, like less than perfect shot. And it's always just these <laughs> screen caps of people drooling. Um, <laughs> so did you find that perfect moment in Hudson Hawk? I have a question. Uh, uh it's, it's, to, to hell with you, sir. All of Hudson Hawk is a perfect movie. See? Once again, once again, I'm on the outside looking in, as my man in Oingo Boingo once sang. Uh, oh, my God. How can you not like Hudson Hawk? Hey, Tommy, what's with all these rocks out here in the backyard? It's called ruins, Hudson. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, come on. I do. I, I owe it to everyone who is mad at me about this to rewatch it with a less cynical eye. But I remember when it first came out, I got through Danny Aiello and... and uh, and uh, Bruce Willis doing their sing along with the fire with the bazooka or whatever it was or flamethrower whatever the hell they had and I remember I'm, I was just like I'm out I can't do it I was not in the mindset to to appreciate the a, terrible irony of that movie they're firing suction cup missiles for the love of God bazooka. it was a Tunes cartoon <laughs> it was how can you not like this thing the only thing I remember taking away from it that I liked was uh what's his name is Kit Kat mm. largely because he was called Kit Kat but. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, wow! What is yeah, his yeah. name? <laughs> so, again, there was a 70s sound effect that came out of your microphone. <laughs> you know, the guy from CSI with the red hair, David yeah. Crusoe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, that David Crusoe's role in that was fantastic. He never spoke a line. He it's spoke a space ride. business cards. He mm-hmm. would hand you a business card with a line on it, and he yes. would mimic anything. He was – All right. He, I loved Kit Kat. Kit okay. Kat was a great – so here's what I, shut I, up I, that movie is great <laughs> i feel like what i owe it i feel like i owe it to everyone all three 333 listeners plus you guys to revisit hudson hawk i feel like the last time i said this i went to my net i have that netflix account where you can actually get physical media right and i requested it and i think that they sent me like a like a greasy cardboard box with like asbestos <laughs> I, filaments in it i own it you can oh I will okay oh my version <laughs> How dare you? All right, the next trailer I have for you is okay. that came out just this very morning. Oh, wait, was seen it. James Bond. They finally released the mm, Once okay. More with Feeling or whatever they sure. call that movie. Sure. Did you watch yeah, it? Yeah. No, I watched the previous one and I was like, okay, it's a Bond flick. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll watch a, a possibly embittered Daniel Craig be Bond because that's my favorite kind of Bond. I like Bond that hates being Bond. There you go. Would, would you like to hear my comments? Sure. Yeah, please. All right. Uh, my first thought was this was the this was the trailer of recent trailers we were waiting for that I wanted to see f- for the longest time, other than the Batman trailer. Like I was waiting for this. Do you want me to watch it so that like, like what five minutes, three minutes? Are you, in the in the magic of podcasting, it will be like as if no time ever passed. When All right. We do okay. That. Give me a second. Me um, a second. Magically, it's like you. You saw yeah. the trailer. I, um, I, I, I watched it years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. In in the chronological passage of post-apocalyptic darkest timeline time, you're right. It was about a year. Um, so, so this was, yeah, this was the one I was waiting for the most. You go. What's that? Yeah. You yeah, go, I, go. Well, I'll, we'll break it up. So this is the one I wanted to see most along with Batman, where Batman, I 
obviously the mystery was how are they going to do this? What's it going to be like? We're excited. The Bond one was more about I like post born identity Bond movies. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. was the bonus round that they said they weren't going to do, and I oh, really yeah. wanted to see whether it looked like there was, it was worth doing or whether they went to the well too many times and it would give us fatigue. Mm-hmm. With the with the admission that the the last one had some fatigue in it already, right? I like these Bond movies, but there's I'm some samey samey. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, and so, so I wanted to like it. Yeah. No. No. I'm with you. I would have blacklisted. I would have black <laughs> blacked out this trailer. I saw the mm-hmm. first one. I would have blacked yep. out this one. At this point, yep. it's like I would not have watched anymore. Um, but I was glad I did. Yeah. Um, I love this cast with one exception. Oh my god! All right. Oh my well, god! What's the exception? Sidhu, his his uh, his wifey love interest from the previous movie, the one that oh. he retires with. She's yeah, just. Yeah. I think yeah. she has potential. She she can be mm-hmm. um, captivating in live action, but I just in this with everyone that's in there, she fell mm-hmm. flat. Sure, sure. I mean, she yeah, I mean, well, you're fight. I mean, you're you're fighting what Jeffrey Wright, freaking Remy Malik. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, Anna, are, Anna de Armas. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, these are people who just take up the entire stage and not in a, not in a scenery chewing kind of way, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So are you getting Dr. No vibes off of this also? I sure or am. Just me? Cause I I'm sure getting am. like super huge Dr. No vibes off of Remy Malik's character. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, which, I mean, Remy Malik, the, pff, come on, that dude's awesome. Uh, I mean, I think um, I well listen, I love the fact that they're they're leaning into the um Phantom of the Opera crack on the mask. Sure. And you yeah, know yeah. and you know that he's he's presenting like he's got these horrible disfigure he's horribly disfigured and it's really not that bad. Yeah. It looks it looks like half a Deadpool level yeah. of mutation <laughs> or scarring yeah. or whatever, but I mean he uh, he looks great. And you've seen the some of the yeah. stills where he's got this winter parka on and the mask on and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um Lashana Lynch as the new 007. Oh, I am, you know, okay. So, I mean, the sad thing is if, if history, if history prevails, every double O you meet that is Bond ends yeah. up trying to kill Bond. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the most notable of which is Trevelyan, the best of the double yes. of the double O's in my opinion. Other than one shot towards the end of the trailer where she's firing an SMG with one hand, a little, mm-hmm. a little pronated, Everything else yeah. I saw looked like she was as badass as you can get. Oh, yeah. I looked amazing. Yeah. I love that Craig, Daniel Craig still has this continued physicality, even as he ages. Oh, yeah. He yeah. still has the tall, powerful, imposing, caged animal Bond, which has always been the juxtaposition for his version of Bond that we've loved, right? That he is yeah. the yeah. first Bond that looks like he's a he was an assassin. Yeah. Like, he was a... He was a, he was a, it was an MI6 a set like a he came up through the military to get to this point. Yeah, not... he looks like a theater. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He, yeah. Yes. And but the only thing is at this point, and I've noticed this in some of his other recent work, I fear that he has gone over the edge on his face. As a lot of people who have very uh, characteristic faces, he's starting to look like a goon comic villain to me. 
Like he's got like these very heavy cheekbones and a like yeah. a very sharp chin and and his scowly face in this in this trailer. A lot of times it looked like he ate too much gray shrimp. He has a scowly face where he looks like he's he's perturbed, but at the same time he's yoked. So yeah. and those know. eyes, dude. Uh-huh. And they but always use blue filters on everything. It just makes his eyes glow. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Um, so I mean, I get what you're saying, but like the costuming they put him in. Like yes. those, like that that undershirt, that long sleeved winter undershirt yes. with suspenders. It's uh-huh. just such a good look. It's like, yeah, he's just like, look, I'm not going to show you my body anymore because I'm a little old, <laughs> but like I'm still a monster. You know, that's right. Yeah, I'm I, with you. I have a, I have a strong interest in um, the Armas. I don't want to overspecify my interest in her. Um, sure. But it's somewhat purient, and um, She's uh, ever cute. since, yeah, yeah, ever since Blade Runner, right? Like yeah. I just can't. Yeah. So her as the you know in the brunette vibes with the high slit cocktail dress with yeah. the con- with the concealed weapon strap that's really high, yeah. And she's kicking ass, and I don't know if she's going to have the gravitas to make her to convey the the confidence of the sort of femme fatales that the Bond films have. I can't tell in what we saw, whether she's going to look to, if she's going to lean into too much of the can, the eye candy style and more of, we'll, we'll see. Bond doesn't have a great, they don't have a great track record for utilizing female actors in these films in an empowering way. And particularly this aspect of the Bond franchise doesn't age well, right? To have, uh, you know, female ingenue assassin con artist types, to manipulate him that are it's it, the sexism stuff's pretty hard. And that's why I was, here's why I'm optimistic. The writing team on this film, okay. right. With the, with, with Lashana Lynch's character being in here. I, I I'm hoping that this is the film that really. Who's wait, who's the writing team that you're so stoked about. I will tell you, uh, I'm it, trying to, I was just blank. As soon as I said that I blanked on her name and I will tell you. What <laughs> it is. Well, um, you her, which is nice to begin with well, that's the point um so uh, there's i mean there are other people involved because it's one of those group you know it's a deal neil purvis and robert wade um yeah, yeah, but... carrie fairy carrie fukunaga from true detective is the yeah. director and he also has writing credits so i love yeah. his work that's something i'm very excited about and yeah. phoebe waller bridge uh did heavy I... script treatments to, uh... to beef up she does flea bag dirt- yeah, bag, right. bag and uh, and solo, uh, and she's uh, she's got a really great oh, wait, voice. She wrote... No, but she was the droid in Solo. Oh right, okay, Solo yes, oh, yeah, yeah. But at that droid time, droid. I didn't realize that. No, yeah. no, no, no. But like you know, her voice in other media, you know, that's how I found. Her. That's how I learned about her was Solo. But I mean, her voice as a in interviews and as a writer and as a comedian and in her other show. It's a very interesting contemporary perspective. And so I'm hoping, I mean, she was brought in to beef up this script and make it more contemporary. So I'm hoping. Yeah. I mean, it's got I, a lot I, of weight on our shoulders for that. Well, I, I can't imagine. Well, I mean, I can't imagine the studio fucking destroying that script, but it's, yeah, I'll give her a shot. Uh, she's great. Yeah. I love that. the I love the glider that morphs into a plane that morphs into a sub with those like old yeah. school, like swing hinges. They just went, you know. Yeah, I do. You know, the second I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's totally a Tom design right there. With, <laughs> right? 
with the double like the double v's that click out oh, yeah. yeah oh yeah like because i was like, because I was like it... totally pinging on that <laughs> i mean that's one thing that the modern bond stuff has done really well for me is give give us fantastic tech mm-hmm. not always there not always the villain layer tech but in terms yeah. of vehicles and and interesting things like this and you know i don't know concealed concealed doorways and you know whatever you know espionage tinged technology they make it believable that was a believable looking piece of material and i'm pretty damn sure that doesn't exist it looks like it's based heavily off of the that drone that they use for those really long high fly exercises the glider bit does but i'm not does. sure that the switchblade wings turning into right. a submersible part do but but correct is based on old tech like world war ii tech right it's amazing um, and also, we're finally getting a throwback to the classic Bond, uh, you know, miniguns out of the headlamps. Yeah. Doing yeah. sideshows. Yep. Shooting the shit out of everybody out of the Aston Martin or whatever. I, you know, I mean, th- they had to go out with that. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing in the whole trailer was the money shot at the end where he's kind of startled and stumbles out of the way as a Range Rover hurdles over him out of control, out, clearly out of control. Yep. And then he spins around and shoots it up. Oh on yeah, its way up, on its way by, it, and then oh, yeah. turns and keeps going. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. it was great. I, I think that uh, very early in the trailer, the shot of the um, assault team walking down the building. Yes. At, very good shot. Like, uh, it's, you know, everyone's going, like, "Yeah, it's a produced shot." Blah blah blah. But I mean, it's still a pretty shot. Like, it's yeah. a good deal. Like, you could take a still of that at any point and be like. Yeah, I get what kind of movie this is. Oh, and I will. Yeah. All right, so, okay. So, is this where we do the thing? Do we do the thing well, now? Well, my, my only... I want to give it a negative as well. And the, the only thing I'm worried about is... You're going to neg the movie? All right. No, but it just... You know, you see this... I thought this the last time. And I, frankly, I kind of felt this way on on um, the pre- Spectre too, but... Mm-hmm. It, I know it's on the nose to say when a Bond movie feels samey-samey given that Bond is samey-samey since the history of time, but yeah. it's really feeling a little bit long in the tooth when it's Bond trying to escape and live, just live his own life and find love, and then a bad guy goes after his love interest and then wants to blow up the Earth's core. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's... Well, I know that's classic Bond, but... Yeah. No, I'm with you. I agree. I mean, it's... They're recycling the same tropes, and I'm just... So the thing that's bugged me about the current Bond, and I've said it before and I will say it again, is that every one of these villains is X loves James more than me. So like the yes. first one is my girlfriend loves James more than me. Then it's daddy loves James more than me. Then it's mommy right. loves James more than me. And it's like, okay, look. <laughs> okay, this this has got to stop being a personal vendetta against James. Like right. some the bad guy doesn't know who the fuck he is you know right. it's like oh oh this agent just showed up well he's a dick so we'll kill him but it's like it can't always be like oh my daddy loved james bond more so i'll be a super villain and destroys the world it's like stop please <laughs> destroys the world um what do you think the chances are that malik's character is not the ultimate villain in the film that would be disheartening like if he ends up being like um Renard from, uh, was it Die Another Day? Where they, they play up uh, Robert Carlyle as being the big bad, and it's not Robert Carlyle, it's um, 
Sophie Marceau. Sophie Marceau, right? The French actress. It's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it ends up being her, and it's like what? <laughs> like I <laughs> hope know, not. We saw a very you know they made a point of showing us that he has to go to his nemesis and his bro, his bro, yeah. and yeah. have a talk. And so this is smelling a lot like. Um, you know, some Marvel Civil War era, like, uh, you know, here's Big yeah. Bad doing all my work from outside of prison while I'm pulling the strings inside. So I don't know. We'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I am hopeful Blofeld is not a prison mastermind because yeah. it makes no sense. Like, that would make no sense. But he could But he could be, as they're sort of uh, broadcast, they're sort of uh, telegraphing, I guess, is he's a resource, which is sure. the... Silence of the Lambs approach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which I right. like. Yep. All right. So well, what do you give it? Oh, sorry. If you had something more, you can. I give it a gray Kraken. I'll give it a, <laughs> I'll give it a red tentacle. Like it's a body flick. I gave you, I gave it to you already. I already, I already assumed that. And I, and I voted for you. Um, as I was recently been, I have I've been recently encouraged to do in the national media vote twice. How, it's fine. How dare you? <laughs> Did you see the trailer for the new Ridley Scott HBO series Raised by Wolves? I or did. Apple TV, whatever it is. It's No, it's, it's, it's HBO Max. Um, I did, but I stopped it immediately because it premiered tonight, and I'm going to yeah. freaking watch it instead. Yeah. So, I mean, Android's, Android stories? Pff, I'm all in. I'm all right. in for that. Right, right. What could go wrong? Even if it's a hot mess. I mean, his mm-hmm. his hot mess alien films were still great. So, mm. come on, they were still enjoyable to watch, even if it was rage watching. So, and they look good. So, I liked. I, you know what? I liked. I liked Prometheus. That was the first right. Prometheum. Prometheus. Prometheus. Right. Prometheus. Prometheus. I liked Prometheus, even though people were like, "Why don't you just run right?" It's like, okay, look, <laughs> do stupid shit when they're scared. It happens. Right. Well, also, hey, you know what, though? More than once I've I've raised in different – actually, even with that movie, I've raised the point about scale. Movie scale and human scale are two different things. If sure. that thing was hurtling on you at that scale, you would have yeah. no idea which direction it was coming from. Right. And it's a general I, direction, right? I mean, and and of all the, the – they picked the dumbest scientists on the planet, fine. Yes. That happens. Yes. Um, the – I want to touch the cobra. God damn it. That, <laughs> lost in the tunnels. Your fucking job. Is to- <laughs> That's what I love, though. But like, even after all that, the production design on that film. Oh, well, yeah. It's down. One of the best old tech, new tech, middle tech combinations. Yeah. Like the the big bulbous helmets and then the actual ship they're in and how that juxtaposition looks and it looks yep. good, but it's yep. obviously different levels of tech. Yep. I mean, whoo, there was some my, beautiful in that movie. My problems in both films, because the, 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 the characters playing against their logical decision-making and skill sets was in the second one too. Um, Billy Crudup puts his head in the egg, right? But it, my God, problem had, actually... They had Billy Crudup in that movie and that is that's what amazes me. <laughs> It's like, well, it, yeah. Billy, what are you doing? <laughs> well, behind, you know, beyond the those those aspects of it, which were maddening, it's from a script standpoint, and the the things about them, in short, that bothered me, 
over the long term was the middling um, character design for the for the alien creatures. I felt well, that there were choices yeah. made, let alone I mean there's huge plot problems in all the things that he cooked up. But in terms of just in terms of design, the designs for some of those some of the cre- the creations felt less um impactful than they could have given the long pedigree of the of the Giger stuff. Um though I actually really liked the uh the space Jesuses though cuz I thought those were really rad. <laughs> but Anyway, but uh, uh, so it's it's obviously it's obviously lacking that geeker touch, right? Because yes. the bishop, cool as the bishop was, the bishop was like a monster you'd see and be like, yeah, that's creepy. To make <laughs> something know? shiny and plain, yeah, it doesn't have uh, the shot. You could see that in concept art, though. They thought, well, making it shiny and plain and white will be a great compos- con contextually. Will be yeah. really interesting compared to everything else we're used to, but it didn't. I mean, no. It didn't feel I, like a natural evolution in that film. Especially you put it right next to the 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 beige quadrupus yes. that comes out of that comes out of Naomi Rapis. You know, it's just like yeah. And and of course, Gaz gains so much mass in five seconds and doesn't eat anything. It's like right, what? right. <laughs> yep, Doctor Science. Well, and and here I was arguing about being irritated at the lack of natural evolution in the film when there's nothing naturally evolving in that film whatsoever, literally no. or or, or uh, you know, figuratively. But anyway, so look, he, I he did look- this could be screwed up. Sure, what? it could. Yeah. No, keep going. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, what I was going to say about Raised by Wolves is similar to what I was thinking about his claims that he's going to do more alien films and he's got a couple other irons in the fire. He's eighty something. So the degree mm-hmm. to which he's directly involved in some of the decisions being a lot of the decisions being made, a lot of the content, I'm betting it's it's fading. I'm betting he is he is in more um, you know, big boss supervisor, big boss mentor level on set saying this is what I want, do this, do that. So for where well, that's maybe, a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Maybe he's Kubrick. Yeah, like but maybe how could he do a whole T V series in this time? I, at that I, age. I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, Kubrick was doing that crap until he croaked, wasn't he? Wasn't he doing like yes. eight billion photo stills and the day he died? Yes, but how could with given the timeline and given the films that have come out from Scott and given what he's been a producer on and given the films in yeah. pre-production, how could he have time to work direct hands on on a the filming of a whole series, even if you consider the rapid uh acceleration of how they can film this stuff today particularly with I, all the cg yeah, I, 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 I don't know maybe he's picking and choosing and just putting his names on stuff well I, me. yeah i i just i just think it'll be interesting as this un, unfurls sure as we get to read more about the, the I, this is what example of a project where i want to see it but i'm also really interested in how the sausage was made i really want to know what was going on behind it because uh, i don't know about you be- this came out of nowhere Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I I almost want to watch. Is it Dutch? Swedish? There's a Netflix show. Is it more human than human? More mm-hmm. than human? Uh, 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 Better than human? Something like that. But it's another Android yeah. show. Them yeah. infiltrating humanity. They and did I a almost... British one and an English one. Or a British one and an American one, I think. 
and I almost want to watch it and then watch this and see, you yeah. know, what's happening, like what the, what the what the zeitgeist of androids is at the moment. There you go. Um, well, uh, you know, if you saw my most recent Instagram post, as far as I'm concerned, we still topped out at Ex Machina, and I'm just going to stay there. Freaking amazing movie, amazing movie, and not just because of Alicia Vikander, yes. who is. An amazing actress. I mean, yes. everybody. Who was that? Oscar Isaac's, uh, Alicia McCann, oh. and General Hux. Right? Yeah. Was that was yeah. the three people yeah. in that movie? No, there was four. Yeah, there was also, Brendan. Uh, Brendan Gleeson was yeah, and then yeah. there was the girl, uh, the other girl, Dom Domal Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson's oh, his father, oh. Domal Gleeson. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yes. And then there was the other android, the one who um, didn't really have any words. But well, yeah, fantastic. I mean, we we still we still have a lot of uh, of uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, you know, when we have a little bit more time to do it, regarding Sonoyo Mitsuno, who's we oh, referring yeah. to. That's who uh, I am. Yeah, since, since you sprung board into into his first TV uh, production, right? Devs, which we have to talk mm -hmm. about more later. But anyway, okay, so haven't watched it yet. Haven't watched it yet. So goddamn. I know, Mike. I know. I'm sorry. I meant to. Ruby wanted to watch it, so I have to. I'm on Ruby's schedule. You need to, but you need to give it like this is a full attention. This is a full attention show, uh, sir. And not because every, every TV show I watch is full attention. Me too. That's why I don't get through as much as I <laughs> as I sh would like to because I can't draw or do other things while watching TV. But this in particular is one of those where it's not like it's blink it you miss it kind of right. thing. It's more, okay. it's the Alex Garland special for nine episodes or whatever of just pure atmospheric amazement of you just sitting there and the, the colors and the compositions and the camera angles and the music. It's so uh, it's like intense. What's that? It's like watching Legion. That's right. Yes, it is in a way. And mm -hmm. it's also not in another way, but yes. So, okay. So you're going to, so you're going to, you're going to give this a red tentacle then? Um, raised by wolves. Yeah, I, I, Mike, Mike is looking forward to it, sight unseen. It is yes. a. I watched a. I watched a nineteen commercial for a toy. Level of excitement. Mm -hmm. When I was in the eighties, not watching Except the eighties now because now I'm like Jesus Christ, I was a dumb kid. But acceptable. Yeah. Now, did you see the trailer for Enola Holmes? Um, I did not watch the trailer, but I love the fact that the Holmes estate sued them because <laughs> was too nice to Watson, which is not canon, which makes me so happy. <laughs> but it, it is it is canon, but, but it's not the canon out of they, the public domain. Right. Sorry, that's what they, I meant. I they own yeah. the pub. They own pub, the public domain for any stories after he returns from the war and is changed, which is yep. so strange. Agreed. Um, I'm looking forward to um, Millie Bobby Brown speaking with her native accent. Mm -hmm. I look forward to her um, playing with some whimsy. Yeah. And once the trailer actually came out and you could see it, um, I really liked the production quality of it. This is a pro mm -hmm. This is another one of these projects where I'm like, I can't decide whether this was shot for 
is this one of those ones where Netflix paid for it and they gave it a big budget and they did it right like a movie and then they put it on Netflix? Or is this one where they made the movie, shopped it around, and Netflix bought it? Because I can't tell anymore because the quality has gotten so good. Yeah, no, Netflix is doing a good job picking and choosing. I mean, most of these streaming giants are now in terms yeah. of that production quality. It doesn't have a yeah. the TV movie look. It has a cinematic oh. look to it. Um, also, Henry Cavill in a supporting yeah. role. <laughs> I mean, and doing old timey stuff. I mean, you know, he's a he's good. a dork. He's a dork. I love he's, it. He's like, no, this sounds like a good idea. I'll do it, Henry. Yep. You don't. You're a leading man. No, this sounds like fun. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Henry. <laughs> yeah. The, the the his agent was reading script script uh, uh pitches to him while he was painting and he was getting into some really good dry brushing and he's like, Yeah, 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 that one sounds good. You know. See, I, I agree. I think he heard that was like I think it's dry brushing and he's like, Wait, wait, go back. What was that last one? Yeah. <laughs> read me some of that. Read me some of that. Yeah. You know, the guy who's like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, that one. I that one. <laughs> I think it's amazing when big when sort of A-list cinematic actors take supporting roles in other projects and not in the scenery-chewing way that some do, where it's like, well, I'm going to play against type, and I'm going to Tom Cruise this, uh, you know, this this farcical parody of myself moment in Tropic Thunder. I like it in a situation like this where they actually just, no, I'm going to take a side to this. Oh, I'm I'm going to do, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be the main character in this, but I will support can I yeah, give you no, a red tentacle? Uh, yes, you may give me a red tentacle. Did you see the trailer for the new Disney Plus series, an interview series called Earth to Ned? I did not. This is like equal parts uh, late night talk show, generic late, late night talk show, and Space Ghost Coast to Coast. They're using a full oh. animatronic puppet, I think. It's a full, I don't think there's any CGI in it. I mean, Tom. You, yes, Tom. Yes, Tom. The thing I've just watched, Tom. Yes, it makes me so happy. <laughs> it makes me, it's, like, it's like, what if Pilot from Farscape got his own talk show? I, I so want this to be good. The I, concept I am, of it, the the fact that it's puppetry, the yeah. fact that Space goes coast to coast is one of my favorite things ever. I want it to oh, be good, and my only fear is. Well, well my only be- fear is that it's Disney Plus and it's a little goofy. I'm afraid. I'm hoping it doesn't. Le- it's late night and it's got adult actors being interviewed, so maybe, maybe it'll be edgy. I want it to be edgy. I want him to be weird, and I hope he's weird. Well, it seems like they're making. So it does seem like they have a Zorak character, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like um, flavor ice. It looks like Max Rebo is yes. furry. Rebo is over in the corner making yes. fun of Ned. So it's possible. It's possible. Um, I, you know what? I I have not watched the freaking. It, this breaks my heart. So I keep I keep asking Ruby occasionally, like, "Hey, can we watch the Dark Crystal series?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it." And I'm like, "Okay, can I watch it by myself?" She's like, "If you want to, but I'd like to watch it." And I'm like, mm. "I'm still scared of it." I, I, you haven't watched it either? No, I'm scared of it. Dark oh, Crystal, the first one scares me. Oh, the, so, when that came out, my aunt took me to the movie theater, 
and I watched it, and I was in love with the entire thing. We came out of it, and my aunt goes, did you like that? And I was like, it was amazing. And the look on her face was abject horror. <laughs> she was just like uh, – her, her face was just like, what is this child? And I mean it was just – no, like – yeah, it's a terrifying movie, but I found it very comforting as a kid. Like that amount of heroism, like and the of yeah. course not. You're a boy. Like there was just so many moments in that movie that I thought were amazing. The walkers um, are what stayed with me as being the scariest thing. Because but they were the, so sweet. They were, but it's just it there's something about the slow moving, long legged thing. Same thing about the one mutant the mutant alien in uh E.T. that is opening the doors of the ship and has so oh. long arms scared long me as arm? well. Uh, yeah, long yeah, arms are yeah. creepy. Agreed. Agreed. The I thing about com- the thing about coming out of the theater with two different viewpoints, um, generationally um, diverse, uh, yeah. and I've mentioned this before on the pod, but I saw Avatar, the original Avatar. I saw it with my stepfather-in-law, mm-hmm. um, who has leaned more and more and more conservative over his lifetime. Right, so now he's a Fox News watcher, which is fascinating and scary, right. but but we came out of Avatar, and and I turned to him and I said, "Wow, I mean, it's Fern Gully," and I didn't mean that as a criticism. I was right. like, you know, this is an environmental yeah. um, cautionary tale, and blah blah blah. I was like, and he says it was it was liberal propaganda, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I and I realized immediately that he was on the side of uh, what's his name with all the tanks, you know, like I was like, oh no. Yeah. We have no. two very different movies we saw. The freaking savages. It's like, no, yeah. we don't. That's bullshit. Yeah. So anyway, I really hope that this show has edge. That's the only thing because I cannot handle – like I can't I even don't. watch Jimmy Fallon for – I like the guests, but I can't yeah. watch him because he's he's a nice guy, but it's it's too saccharine for me. Agreed. Agreed. Right? I, I, want the, I want weirdness. Then I and, think you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, but we'll find out. I can never be disappointed by puppetry though, so we're going to – we're gonna no, uh, cross our fingers. I, I'm, yeah, I think you need a middle ground, dude. I think you need a third. I think you need a third thing. <laughs> I refuse. We can't do it. It's been started. <laughs> refuse. Refuse. Straight up. I got shot down. This, this is a fun show to be This guy, of. this guy <laughs> who loves thir- threes, will not allow the third slot. Mm. Can't do it. Uh, okay, and then uh, the gray kraken. What's that? I said, I again give it a gray kraken. A gray kraken. Um, gosh, you know, it's almost tempting to put in the gray kraken. Um, <laughs> so uh, did you – I don't know what that was. I'm going to cut that out. Okay, boom. Here's one that I couldn't resist watching, and I watched it. The Boys 2, which comes out tonight. Did you watch the trailer? I did not. I don't like Garth Ennis. Yes, I know. We've talked about this. We have. In the most recent show that I released, we spent a long time on Ellis and Ennis and the yeah. horrors upon mankind. So I, I watched The Boys season one. I yes. watched it. And and I, I got like a lot of my feed when The Boys came out. I was like, this is the superhero movie we need. And I'm like, you're incorrect. I don't need to know that people with power suck. That's the world I live in. Yes. I want people with power sucking all the time. Yes. I like superheroes to be heroes. So, sure, we can watch a series about people with superpowers sucking, 
that's pretty much what I live in. <laughs> you, as a big booster of the post-human series of role-playing game and expansions books, chock-a-block full of boys-level fuckery, but at least I, see, it's the good stuff too, though. But I disagree. Like I disagree with that with that premise about about um, the post-human stuff that you've created. There are many characters in that who have come from a boys' level of shit. Well, that's and, the premise, right? Yeah, but they've grown into being heroes, that's and there are I people mean. yeah. who are just people, right? Like um, the benefactor. Yes. Right. It's yes. he doesn't take your pain away; he doesn't heal you. He just makes you feel like you're healed, which is a fucked up power. <laughs> it sure is. But I mean, he thinks he's doing a good thing. Right. At least that's the read of the character, right? Yes, that's he, right. So he thinks he's this, as his name says, a benefactor, but. Yep. His power is a sham. Yeah, it's, a faith, still- it's a faith healer who believes they're healing, yeah. right? Right. Um, and on the reservation, there's a lot of there's a lot of layering in that with that character. But oh, but, Jesus, but you're yeah. right though. It's a lot of posthuman starts from a boy's perspective. Yeah. And then there's plenty of the boy's level of of fuckery, but there's sure. a lot that actually tried to do the right thing. You're right. You're right. I'll take I'll take those praises, and. All the sales that are going to happen as a result of this conversation, but 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 my favorite character, like the 21st century, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, 21st century. 21st he starts. Century. He starts off as a puppet of the state, and then steals the armor. He steals the armor, doesn't he? Yes. I mean, come on, that is some hardcore heroism there. Uh, it is. Although, like most of those characters, there's. It's it's pretty gray kraken, right? I mean, he is a border, he is yeah. he is a a Mexican American border border patrol officer that's gone, yeah. but gone a does, little nuts. He does not great. <laughs> when he steals the armor. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, like, anyways. Anyway, so yeah. So you're yeah. so 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 are you so, gonna? I'm yeah. going to watch. Yes, and it'll you're be. Watch it. So okay, so here some some notes for Mike. Um, the main character. Which we've talked about, um, not main character, but the uh, the, the bad, the uh, the Superman clone, the yeah, Hyperion. Who is he's basically a Hyperion, right, right. Um, that actor, hands down, is one of my favorite actors right now, whose name I don't fucking know, which is terrible. But he was in a show called Banshee, and I didn't oh. realize the same dude until I looked him up, and I was like, oh my god, it's the same guy. He's, I like him a lot. He's really good at doing that controlled psycho. You're talking about the yeah. Homelander, Anthony Starr. I've never yeah. seen him in anything before this, but I felt like I had seen him in a million things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this before. I had no idea that he was, um, I think he's from New Zealand, Australia or New Zealand. I can't remember now, but you yeah, hear yeah. him. Ta- yeah. He, but he's one of those that he, he's got a, he's softened his accent. He's hybridized his yeah. accent. So it's, it's much softer, but, um, they're also bringing and then in Carl. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, Carl Urban. I'll watch anything Carl Urban's in. That man, that man's a magic man. He just does good stuff. He's amazing. I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's he's generally been elevated far beyond the material that he's been given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hands down, the best dread there's been so far. Hell yeah. Um, and Jack Quaid, I got through good half of the first season before I figured out that he was Dennis Quaid's son, which tripped me <laughs> off. That's so weird. 
yeah is super weird i mean there's a lot of people i thought that the casting of this of the of the boys was amazing um everyone a good job in the first season i was yeah. really impressed agree yeah and and dominique mcgelliot who's no mcgelliot who plays queen Maeve. um mm-hmm. we had seen her in uh there was a show I try to remember. I can't remember now what it was called, but it was uh, it was a show about the families of the Apollo pilots mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. Apollo astronauts, and she was yeah. one of the. She was the more stodgier of the wives in that show, one of the sort of elder statesman wives. And it was really weird to see her take on this role, and and I sort of wasn't prepared for it. Um, yeah, Aya Cash has joined in this coming season, um, and she's playing who's she playing she's playing a cross you know like a gender flipped version of um stormfront from the comics so stormfront is the straight up nazi superman in the comic and so they've spun it to be her as the latest member to join the the seven and also um i had taken a note earlier that there was this like hardly picked up news item that sean uh ashmore had um, signed on to be Lamplighter in, I think, Boys 3, that they haven't filmed oh. yet. And so, you know, he's an ex-X-Men actor, and he's a pretty pretty cool... Oh, Iceman. Ice, right, right. Iceman, yeah. I do love him. So anyway. I see, I was it he, um, he was on Warehouse 13, wasn't he? For a yes, while? I think so. Yeah. So you're going to... So are you going to give... Uh, I know you'll watch it, but are you going to give this um, a tentacle or an octopus or what? Or Grey so, Krakens. Okay. So, I'm going to give you the Grey Krakens, okay? I'll let you do it. Guys, so I watched I watched the first season. Yeah. And I will say, having read the comics, unfortunately, and watched the series, I actually like the series better because it takes some yeah. of the outlandish, just horribly atrocious garbage I from agree. the comic and just kind of tones it down to a level where it's like, all right, cool. Like yes, this would be a normal level of things that people Depravity. can do. Right. Yeah. You like know, in it's the like comics it... when it got to the 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 miniseries where they go to the island, the the sex island, and that whole yeah. spin. Like at that point, I was like, I don't even know who this is written for, because it's not shocking. Right. It just right. it it's... feels it feels sad in its attempt to shock. Right. Agreed. So, yeah. It's yes. Like yes, every issue doesn't have to top the previous. Just tell me a goddamn story. You know. <laughs> So I will watch it. I am not looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it because it is something that is in the 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 oeuvre of you know, what what superheroes are or can be. I mean, this is I bet you this is how people felt when the Dark Knight came out in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, why does it have to be so gritty? And I hate to be that dude. It's like, look well, Batman to be this fucking dark frank but... miller is frank miller is very flawed and there's a lot oh. of actually the dark knight that is flawed and it, agreed and, but agreed. it was a very interesting direction that had more good than bad to come out of it for sure i had just i just had a, a great uh memory uh come loose and at my age it's gonna fall on the ground i'm never gonna find it again but it was <laughs> that i remember describing to someone in a too long didn't read version review of the boys comic by quoting Quentin Tarantino <laughs> from his own movie where he just goes, dick, 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 dick. 
Yeah. She is digging tunnels. That's that's, a, that's all that comic ended up being. It's like how many penises can we put in there? Look how shocking that is. Anyway. So like uh you're so yeah. I am I am hopeful that this will give other people with more social wherewithal ammunition to make a better criticism of superpowers did you see super by james gunn i did and i felt that movie was weird and disturbing and i really liked it i i still haven't seen it it's on my list it it, it had ellen page in it and i know I'm it did really, yep a really big ellen page fan Does um, not hurt. uh there was some really disturbing things in that movie yeah for people like and i understood like this there's a gravitas to super that the boys lacks right is what i'm trying to right. say here there's and it, something was, about, it came out at a time when there was another story about rough order of order of magnitude timeline that movie came out at a time when there was some other story that involved a vigilante hero that was actually just straight up killing people and didn't realize that they were the bad guy and I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was, but I remember at the time confusing the two projects. Right. I don't remember I what the other thinking of Hudson Hawk again. I don't know. <laughs> no one dies in Hudson Hawk. Um, that's not true. Lots of people die. Uh, I just love that I saw it as my mind makes it bazookas or flamethrowers, and you're like, it's suction cup guns. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's a bazooka. It's a suction cup missile launcher. But, right. I mean, it's a, it's a suction cup missile launcher. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So, no, I am not looking forward to The Boys 2. I will watch The Boys 2. Yes. Are you going to give it a Black Octopus? (sighs) See, I feel feel bad giving things with Sight Unseen, you know? No, but that's okay. This is not definitive. No one gives a shit what we think. So (laughs) it's quite okay. I like the idea. I mean, all you're doing is you're giving it your your instinct. I am going into this. I'm going into – right. I'll think of it this way. I'm going into this with a black octopus. I believe yes. I will walk out of this being like, and poo-poo. It could at least, maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised and roll out of there with a gray kraken. Exactly. I like the gray kraken because I, re- I frequently reference uh, gray shrimp because that's something that was, that is of the most poisonous thing I've had, which is a four, four days of horror after eating some gray, gray shrimp and Thai food. Um, okay. Uh, really quickly, there was a trailer for a weird movie that was filmed about a year and a half ago that's finally come out with John Malkovich and Josh Hartnett called Valley of the Gods. Did you happen to see a trailer for this? <laughs> so, now that you magically know what we're talking about, WTF, do you think? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, I almost need to go lay down after whatever the hell that <laughs> Like I'm used to Malkovich movie like trailers being mind fucks, but like the snake limousine? What the fuck was that? <laughs> like I understand this is gonna be about, you know, the destruction of the native lands, but what was I just watching? So the reason I had that on my radar is because it looks so wrong and weird. And yep. it looks and I've read about the project. And it sounds about as twisted in its production as it is in its execution. And I don't understand it. And so, therefore, I'm interested because it sounds like whack, you know, wacky. I'm going to give it a great crack in myself because, honestly, I don't know whether it's going to be good or bad, but I'm interested in it. I'm interested. It looks like it's going to go sideways so fast. 
I mean, I like Harnett, and I like Harnett's choices on other That's cultures. Right. Because, like, yeah. have you seen Bon Raku? We talked about this. You hadn't. No, not yet. No. Because no one has, because I'm the only person that apparently watched that movie. But, like, I like his – like, he seems to choose movies about cultural appropriation that make sense Um, from, a, from like, a – Right. Not since from a, a this is why we take things over, since from a this is what has happened, this is why it's wrong, I'm trying to explain it to you, but you're probably going to take the wrong message from it kind of movie. Right. Yeah. Um, also sounds a lot like you're describing Hudson Hawk, but yes, I take your point. <laughs> Stop going back to Hudson Hawk. Um, uh, I, should pull up, I, should, I should pull up some of my business cards and be like, man. <laughs> So that was, that was a pantomime you couldn't see. I'm going to give this a red tentacle. Um, that trailer, I, like I like esoteric bullshit. Like yeah. I like weird ass avant garde movies that make no sense. Like I liked the new Suspiria more than the old Suspiria, and I know right. I am in the minority there because I feel the new Suspiria was a much more cogent story. <laughs> right. Personally. Right. But I um, like movies that don't make sense. I'm, I mean, I, I love, see, like, I, for example, I, Lost Highway. I love Lost Highway. Uh, like, who knows what was, that was about? Lost Highway gave me a migraine because yeah. my brain was trying to make the timeline make sense, and it doesn't. Nope, it nope not, not a bit doesn't. of it. And like, it, that movie gave me a headache. I, am, I hate Lynch. I hate yeah. him so much. And I have really good friends who love him. And we have this ongoing fight about whether or not Lynch is a dirtbag. <laughs> but that's one of the only Lynch movies that I like. But there's something about the nonsense. You don't like Mulholland Falls. What's that? Mulholland Mulholland. Falls? I, I like that one too. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but I mean in, in, in terms of his broader catalog, I'm very sure. limited in what I like. Right. I mean I like Dune, but that's because it's a Hodorowski film. Really? Really? I want that. I want you to save that. I want you to frame it, and I want it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do all those things. Um, I use the KitKat business card on Mike right now. Um, okay, so what are you going to give this one? I am actually going to give this one a red tentacle because, right. sir, you've given me a thing that visually makes no sense. All right. Uh, okay, I, t- I got it. Um, very Which quickly. Probably- disappointed but that's life yep now what about uh shia labeouf and david Ayers' project the tax collector which is now has come out since the trailers were out but i haven't seen it so i want to watch that uh people are poo-pooing it and i think people so people like to hate shia labeouf and i'm like yeah um do you do you like do you watch the things he does that aren't to pay a bill right right like a lot of the things. Well, he... and he's got a Kaufman esque thing going on, though. That he's hundred uh, percent. He, he's doing some performance art in his celebrity beyond what his film stuff. He does. Is. Right. I agree a hundred percent, and I and a lot of people hate Kaufman for that. I sure. I think that this is like this is this generation's Kaufman. Like he's doing a thing, and later after whatever happens happens, people are gonna look back and be like, oh. I get it. It's like, well, sure, but you didn't then, and that's fine. I feel like LeBeouf like now is patterning his career off of Joaquin Phoenix. 
because there's a whole uh, vibe that Joaquin Phoenix has manifested in his later adult life where he's doing things. He did that whole series of wackadoo stuff and then claimed it was a documentary. And you get the yeah. sense that the claiming it was a documentary was part of the performance art. Like that documentary uh, really wasn't a documentary. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like he's trying to be a rapper. Yeah, like that was – that was yeah. yeah, he was – so for the longest time, I disliked Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I straight up was like, you're garbage. You're living off your brother's name. That's shitty of me. That's shitty of Mike. I get that. Like I, I don't know him, and I should not say he's trying to you're, not. You're just judging him because in uh, in uh, in in uh, the Gladiator movie, he did the thumbs down when it should have been a thumbs up. Well, that's not his fault. Historically accurate. That's the director's fault. You're right. But that's what I'm uh, saying. Bad on you, Mike. Fair. Um, but uh, so I've watched a number of his movies recently, and I found them profoundly disturbing. Which is his job to yeah. do? Um, like which inherent I, vice? I, I did like inherent vice. I love um, that movie. I want to see it I again. Actually, right to like that movie, but I did. And like, um, was it? No one was here. The one where he's yeah. the hitter. I was never here. I haven't watched I it. I, I have it ready for me, but I haven't. I haven't started it yet. Uh, have a, have a nice whiskey shot. Like, have a I nice whiskey while you're watching that because that movie is just. A uh, consistent kick in the nuts. Yep, if you're paying attention, um, and I watched the Joker. Like I don't like the Joker. I did not like it as a movie. I yeah, thought it was. I still haven't seen it. Unnecessary. I cannot say he was bad in it. Right. I cannot say so, it was a bad movie. It just but with, wasn't. But with Shia LaBeouf in this movie, it sounds like. So looking at the visual aspect of it, looking at the trailer, yeah. I thought he looked neat. The concept seemed cool, and I was yeah, interested yeah. in it. And that's before I read that he tattooed himself for real to do the thing. And then also, once it came out, there was a lot of pushback in the contemporary way, saying, mm -hmm. you know, why is this white guy pretending to be or at, doing an affect of a, you know, Central American sure. drug yeah. lord enforcer type? Uh, you know, and I don't know. I, I have not seen it yet. I'm not sure if that's exactly what he's doing. There's plenty of... Coming from where I grew up, I mean, there's plenty of people of various ethnicities that had the same affect. So who the hell knows? But and that's the visually, thing. It's like, it looks interesting to me. I find it interesting that people like that. We still have this thing where it's like, no, no, no. If you're a banger, you can only be a banger in this way. And I'm like, yeah. Have ever met a uh, is banger even a thing anymore? But I don't know. Like, like, sorry, uh, we're we're old. So. It, in 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 our vernacular, they were called gangbangers back in the day. So bangers I remember when that was used on the news for the first time I ever heard on the news. Someone referred to gangbangers, and my dad got really pissed off because he thought they were referring to gangbanging, which, <laughs> which was his only frame of reference that I didn't know. But I didn't know that frame of reference at the time. So it was yeah. very enlightening for everyone in the house. Right. I bet you it was. Um that was so. I remember in high school, my buddy and I were hanging out in the living room, and we were watching Miami Vice rerun, and Ron Jeremy came on the screen, and oh, I no. punched him in the arm and said, "Dude, check it out! It's Ron Jeremy." He's like, "Oh, sweet, it's Ron Jeremy!" And we both realized my parents were in the back of the room, and we slowly turned around, and my mom's like, "Who's Ron Jeremy?" And my dad just looked at us both and was like, "Really, really?" <laughs> he's, he's the guy. He's the guy who was going to have thirty-seven. Uh, counts of uh, of uh, uh, and 
Right. Yeah, to no fucking surprise, right? Right, right. Yeah, gross. Well, anyway, uh, so what are you going to give this one? So back to this thing. Yeah, I mean, um, great tentacle. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to Yeah, you're not. I don't remember, know. You're, you're not passing ultimate judgment on the project. It's just based on what your interest level in is in this. I I'm haven't gonna, watched it available, yeah. so I'm going to give it a GG. All right, I got two more quick trailers, and then we'll get on to the main event. If you can imagine. Um, Pixar actually came out with a trailer for Soul. And I was actually surprised they even did. I thought they were going to just, at this point, I keep waiting for them just to not produce trailers. Um, he had me a red, right. red tentacle. Yep. And <laughs> did you actually see the trailer or no? I don't care. Oh. It's Pixar movie. It'll well, make me cry in the first 15 minutes, and then I'll, I'll profoundly want to watch the movie for the rest of my life. I don't want to give anything away, but I will tell you what was valuable about the trailer is that it, it conveys a background for a character and sets up a premise that seems actually pretty mundane almost. I read what it's really about through a production blog or something. And now I'm really tripping on it. But when you watch the trailer and just on face value, it has yeah. the vibe of like some of the Disney, the Pixar shorts, you know, where it's just sure. like a slice of life of a certain cultural thing. And well, well let's check this out. It's a jazz musician. Well, it's going to, I think it gets a lot more interesting as, as it unfolds. And we'll see if that's true. Yeah. Um, and the very last thing I had written down here um, was I watched the trailer for Ghost Hunters. Did you see that? This is the latest Nick Frost and Simon Pegg film. And it's basically oh Ghostbusters. So, Mr. Mike. Um, that was not a good trailer. That was not a good trailer. It's, just, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting you say that because I actually... Yeah, I, I was really turned off by... So I'm really judgmental about trailers because it's really easy to make a shit project look good in editing, but it's right. very hard to make a good project look bad in editing. And we've seen it happen, oh, but yeah. it's oh, yeah. not, but it's not as common. No, it, it just, it, that, okay. It felt for me like the tone of that trailer had no idea where it was supposed to be. Yes. Like, is it supposed to be scary or is it supposed to be funny? Because there's a point where it's like, the girl's like, I don't think we know what we're supposed to do. It's like, uh, is this a funny scene or right. not? Because you're right. not saying it right. <laughs> it doesn't look as clever as it needs to be. To me. What are you going to give it? A gray uh, or a black? I'm giving it a black. At that trailer not at all, man. Mike, it's time for Marvel, the main event, which is not the main event. DC's the main event. We're going to bang through some Marvel. Actually, do you just do DC first? We're going to do DC just in case things go terribly wrong. Knowing really? you and me, DC could just be – or do you want to do Marvel first? Uh, I'm, I'm fine either way, man. You go. You go. All right. We're going to do Marvel first. Let's get right down to it. Black Panther, what a fucking shock about Bozeman earlier this week. That's That puts us in the timeline – of where we are right now in the darkest timeline that Chadwick Boseman not only was hiding from everyone that he had a terrible cancer diagnosis shortly after his first appearance as Black Panther, he managed to hide this, deal with it in secret, pump himself up and do everything we expected of him, not only in the Marvel movies, Black Panther included, which is just absolutely blows my yeah. mind, oh, but his follow-up projects too. And in the end, in the last six months of his life, people were mocking him on social media because he got thin and they're saying that he looked um, like he was on drugs or something. Yeah. What a, what a cautionary tale about making judgments, right? 
Yeah, it's so heartbreaking. Is like, like the, oh man, this is just. It's so. What's the this, last time we had this? What's the last time we had an actor like this in a mainstream sort of environment that was so um, looked up to by so many people? Was so important, so important to so many disenfranchised people to pass away and to have this level of outpouring and just public know. grief from people. I can't remember the last time we saw something like this. When Prince died and when Robin Williams died, there was a lot of emotional response to it. But like but I mean, he was like, in his prime or so we thought. And, and we're I such mean, a thing. And there's I mean, this is a cautionary tale for many reasons. I mean, one of which is the fact that the 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 medical system like the the whole health system doesn't pay attention or reinforce minorities to come for preventative care like it's just i mean man i don't know it's this is so it's terrible so, 2020 sucks but, it, <laughs> but interestingly though but interestingly though you know this is a guy that has been blended with his character in a yeah. justifiable way because his choices I mean, off screen have matched the imagery and the power, particularly of the Black Panther solo film yeah. and the world, the, the Afro, the Afrofuturistic cultural persona of yeah. that environment of Wakanda, the way they presented yeah. all those characters, the way a lot of oh, the script yeah. was written, the more, the morally ambiguous background for kill Raven, all the things that led to making that movie mm-hmm. such a profound inspirational piece, the, circumventing the expectations about the the drug dealers in Oakland and all yeah. the stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. The, the, the movie for us, for a whole segment of our population that never yeah. get to see something this positive and empowering, but also real. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, and then we get this, right. It's just like mm-hmm. you know, complete despair. Tom is, like, Tom is presenting a dumpster fire. A vinyl, dumpster yes. fire, a vinyl dumpster fire for the viewing audience. Which, which it, I actually pre, I ordered this so long ago that it I'm, predates COVID, which is I'm astounding. I'm super jealous of that thing. I love that <laughs> thing. So, um, but I mean, but the yeah, fact no, that he died during I, the pandemic, yeah, during yeah. this time, during the Black Lives Matter movement, during the protests, mm-hmm. in the lead up to the most racist, openly racist po- political event that we've had at a national level since maybe the Civil about. War. What? What? What are you talking it's just about? Feels um, so, it just feels so brutal. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a definite kick to the kick to the sensitive bits for those who have different sensitive bits. It's uh, man, and also, I, and also the fact that people are talking so much about because people can't even they didn't even wait on oh you 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 jumped to the conclusions that he had a drug problem when you made fun of his thinner mm-hmm. frame. And now we're jumping right into stepping out of our lane and arguing over whether he should or shouldn't have been telling people. Fuck you. That's yeah, his choice. Totally. And he yeah, was visiting okay. he was visiting children in the hospital stricken with yeah. cancer in costume or whatever as as a symbol of hope to them while suffering yeah. from the very same thing they were suffering from and not telling them. Yeah. Yeah, no. I I respect his decision whichever that like Whichever that was, like I don't fucking know. I respect his decision not to tell, like just to be like, look, no, we're just gonna ride this out, however it pans out. And you know what? It's not my life. Uh, yeah, but it's interesting. It's interesting that um, you know, they're talking about how 
I mean, talk about wondering how the sausage was made. I mean, it's interesting that Marvel had no idea. He kept it from everybody. He kept it from his agent. He kept it from everybody that was related on his professional life. It's amazing that his doctors and his family were able to keep this a secret at a time when you can't keep secrets. A hundred percent. That's amazing. That's just. How do you even keep secrets? I mean, he's he was at a star level where he was going to be watched leaving the house by paparazzi. So how did he even get to appointments and deal with things? He must have had people coming into the house. But anyway, I don't know. The fact the fact that Marvel was blindsided by it, of course, spun out the whole thing about well, what do they do? They were they were in pre production for Black Panther two. He even apparently felt like he was recovered enough that he was going to build up and be able to you know bulk up and be prepared for that film. So he didn't. It's it appears that he didn't mislead Marvel in in thinking that he was able to do a thing that he would never be able to do. I think he honestly thought he could. That's at least no. what they're saying. No, he um, had it's he had a positive outlook on life in the future and yeah. like his body just gave out which happened. And with cancer that can happen very very rapidly, right? Very so, rapidly. So but here's something interesting. I mean, we've talked about this. We talked about this last year or two years ago, right? Um the future of the of that franchise is Shuri. Mm-hmm. Right, Letitia Wright taking on the Black Panther mantle. That was mm-hmm. always going to be the way forward for Black Panther to make it that much more interesting and powerful for young fans. Yeah, right. And yep. so I really hope they still they go that direction. I um, agree. This is definitely not a case where I want to see them do a recast or retire the character and pretend it didn't happen or any of that shit. Let's just nope. lean into it. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I. I... I mean, they're not going to give me Riri, so give me Shuri. I know, I know. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that sucks. I'm giving it a black octopus. <laughs> Wait, what? Are, we're saying that his death is a black octopus. That's correct. Okay, yeah, I, I'm totally black octopus there. What's below a black octopus? I want to <laughs> give it... Whatever, like, I want to give it whatever that blacker than black color is. I was going to say, everything here just suddenly became a real trigger issue. I think we just need an octopus. <laughs> but yes, uh, okay. Yeah, nope. I, yeah, when you said black, I was like, what am I? <laughs> it's almost trench level, isn't it? Um, yeah. All right, so. Give this to Marianas. Yes, yes. So, you'll note, and we, we I don't even know if we'll remember to talk about this during the DC side, but you, you'll note that trench that the Trench uh, spinoff film was quietly moved off the table. They haven't been talking about that. <laughs> Which, well, you surprise. Know, surprise, surprise. Uh, next item, Spider-Woman may have apparently gained a female director, which may or may not also be an actor. They didn't actually say that um, Olivia Wilde had I really signed on for Spider-Woman, but it really sure as hell looks like it is. Have you, have you, did you watch her, um, have you watched any of her movies? Oh, yeah. Like Vigilante and Booksmart? Not mm. actress, directing. Oh, directing, no. Okay. Yeah, I, like, I spun out for a minute there. Yeah, uh, no, like, I actually haven't seen them. She's good. She's good. She's got an eye. I like her a lot. I, I'm a big Olivia Wilde fan, though, so. Yes, me too. But I mean, Great. on an acting level, I, I am. And, yeah. And um, but so here's the thing: I would love to see, because I think we need more not entirely young. I mean, she's not like she looks older by any stretch. She still looks young for her age. But 
I'm I think that there's room in Marvel for all for leading characters of various ages, male and female, and anything in between. I would Wait. love for her to play the role as well. Oh, I mm, meh, meh. I could see yeah. her playing Jessica Drew in the adapting uh, the storyline uh, where she's got a baby. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. She'd be a good. She'd be a good jewel. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. A jewel. <laughs> How dare you! I know that's fair. Pre Brian Michael Bendis. All right. So what? Do you, so we're gonna give this a. We're, we got to give this a red tentacle, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Craven the Hunter movie with nah. uh, Chandor nah. as the director, and you and I are both right there on the Black Octopus. I Black do Octopus. not have any faith in Sony so, in doing a Craven movie. I'm so sick of the Sony verse at this point. <laughs> like, and why stop. do they think? And why Just do they think stop. making movies about supervillains as the as the focal point are going to be interesting? Yeah, like I am, I'm, I was like, I love Tom Hardy, but I watched Venom. And was like, what is this? Like, this movie makes no sense. Disassociate with Spider Man. Yeah, right. Like, why does he have Spider Man powers when there's no Spider Man in this movie? I haven't even, I have it ready, and I just still haven't brought myself to watch it because I can't even. I mean, Tom uh, Hardy. But yeah. Anyway, okay, go ahead. Next. I'm gonna kill that one. It's boring. Uh, Eternals is called The Eternals. Spider-Man got a new name. Who cares? Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to premiere, and then they pushed it back because they couldn't complete. Even though they had yeah. so much in the can, they couldn't complete what they needed to do before the pandemic, so they pushed it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fine say... with it. I'm fine. And I'm still Red Tentacle. I am all in for Cap's best friends having well, a buddy, buddy movie. So that's the thing. Oh, I'm Red Tentacle on the project, but I'm Black Octopus in the postponement because I was pissed because sure but if we have any hope of getting any content right now it's it's disney plus well yeah look at what they're doing with mandalorian mandalorian went did an entire season during the pandemic i don't want people to do things that are dangerous to them during this time just because i'm bored fair point you're still wrong um (laughs) what about what about Anthony? But we're going to get back to that. So let's put an asterisk there because put a put a placeholder there because I flagged back. it. I flagged it. It comes back. Uh, Anthony Mackie, uh, you know, came out. Of, you know, he was making some comments. They have been largely overshadowed by John Boyega's Star Wars criticism. But Anthony Mackie made some comments about how um, people of color have been treated in the Marvel Universe and the degree yeah. to which they have been given um, a shot at the center of the story uh-huh. and given complexity outside uh-huh. of black Panther. And I thought his p- comments are pretty valid that sure. this was an important thing to do to give the, this version, this Falcon cap a shot. And if they go anywhere near some of the stories from the comics, which we think they are, it's going to be they really better. interesting. It's going to be really they, interesting. Like that, those, that run of the mighty Avengers where it yeah. became cap and the mighty Avengers I mean, I mean, okay. So there's, this is a, this is a layered issue, right? Because yes. what it became was this is a black comic, and these yes. are the white comics, and it's like, why the hell is this happening? Right. Um, uh, they're really good stories, though. Like the right. the Cap and the Avengers, the Cap and the Mighty Avengers stuff was solid. It was a solid story. There was a lot of. 
there was a lot of racial injustice in those stories that was being addressed that was anyway so i i am hopeful for this project i am okay with them delaying if it means they produce a quality piece of work yeah in whole right how, i'm how... saddest delayed yeah but i'd rather it be delayed and good than rushed and bad how interesting is it that i mean there's been a lot of content that we've had over the last few years that recontextualize under the reality of 2020 with the black lives yeah. matter protests it, it's totally different like imagine if I, I can't even believe that 17 years ago we saw we saw watchmen because if yeah. watchmen was on tv today yeah only a few months later right yeah uh it would be pro it would be even more profound and also think about that whole comic series think about everything that 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 dra- that that dragged him into his morally ambiguous fundamental conflict with his role in yeah. the comics as Captain America, it was rage yeah. being um, yeah. arrested and him saying that, you know, people of color are not given the same rights and freedoms yeah. in, in uh, suspected crimes as the, you know, uh, you know, racial injustice in the criminal justice system yeah. and all that stuff. And then it led to riots and, and protests. Yeah. And I mean, it's astounding how relevant yeah. that is. And it really intrigues me to see how much of that, is filtered into this show on top of the other, uh, you know, uh, Red Skull, uh, not Red Skull, um, you know what I mean when I do this, uh, Baron Zemo stuff. Yeah. Because if they filmed a lot of that already, can you imagine if the Disney people, all the executives are sitting there going like, uh, I don't know, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> do we put, yeah. do we release it? You know? So, uh, because, um, because if they, not, not, I don't, I don't mean that just in a, in a, um, criticism of executives like or oh, they're afraid of controversy but i mean it in sure. terms of the uh the garbage fire of this cautionary tale suddenly being real on on screen yeah. or re- yeah. real in the streets and then being accused of pandering to that yeah. or copycatting that when they were actually doing it already sure. like handmaid's no, no, tale no. sort of well, I mean, like, have you so i'm jumping i'm jumping um companies and i know we're we're going to talk about dc in a second but have you watched Black Lightning? Which God, no, bless I haven't. I really wish that. Why? Why is it always black? Yeah, but I know. Anyway, so, uh, so I have been catching up on my Arrowverse just to be, because yeah, we're yeah. living in the world where I need to. You need to catch up on stuff. So, I have I have been watching in the quote unquote correct order. So I started watching Black Pan- uh, sorry Black Lightning, and that series is three years old. And I'm like, wow this this was a this series is pretty present, wasn't it? Because they are like strap just throwing in your face like, hey, check out these problems. You're gonna we're gonna fix yeah. any of these? And now here we are in the freaking clusterfuck that this world is, where it's like, no, 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 these aren't fixed, and we're fucking tired of it. And I'm like. Fair. 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 Item. Captain Marvel 2. I agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. Item. Captain Marvel 2. It's going to be directed by uh, Nia Daka something something that that, uh, directed the upcoming Candyman. So it's a female director, which I think is exciting. A different creative team, which I also think is good. Mm -hmm. I liked what they did with Captain Marvel, but I think a singular voice might be better than a, a... 
you know, directing my committee. Maybe we'll see. But also, supposedly, maybe it's going to be including um, Kamala Khan's Ms. Marvel. And would make me super happy. I mean, and also adopting the Secret Invasion storyline, which obviously it makes no. It needs to, right? No, 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 no. I disagree. I'm going to disagree with you on this. The Secret Invasion makes no sense in this case because the scrolls are a are a disenfranchised unit and not an invading army. And yet, and yet, why does the scroll empire not have factions? Why are they not a complex system like many other advanced civilizations that have different factions? And so what I see happening here is possibly her film is discovering that there's the secret invasion problem starting to happen through the betrayal found by dealing with scrolls she thinks she knows. Then, not not those individual people, but I'm saying the infrastructure that has been created in the end of phase three, right? See, I bet and, and that leads into the next sort of Avengers kind of deal, which is the proper secret invasion. So here's here's my opinion, and I, I'm not sure it's going to be right. They're totally going to do the secret invasion. It's not going to be scrolls. It's going to be Kree. Um, I'm all, I'm a hundred percent there for it because the Kree in the Marvel universe yes, in the are the scrolls. Look exactly like us. Yeah. Right. I well, mean, there's no blue skin. They're all white. <laughs> that's really confusing, too, isn't it? Because now, didn't didn't the Guardian of the Galaxy stuff? Didn't they also show us Blue Cree, or is it only Agents of Shield that's done that? Only Agents of Shield shown Blue Cree. Okay. Because um, the dude who trained Carol Danvers was freaking Jude Law, and like right. not even a blue Jude Law, just right Jude. Right. And there were other people in the in the in the party that were part of the Cree Empire, but it wasn't really clear whether or not they were Cree. But that's what I'm saying. In Captain yeah. Marvel, two of two of the, uh, you know, two of two of her squad were right. blue skin. So they I were. thought they had established that there were different uh, ethnic groups within the Cree. But you're right. There could be an em- it's an empire, so they could be different species. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think it'd be cool if they did the secret invasion with Kree, yeah. because they've already set Kree up as yeah. as an invasive species yeah. on a galaxy kind of ecosystem. So, Here's what they're gonna do, and it's not. I don't know if it's gonna be in this, and I don't know if it's gonna be in you know some other uh, spacey Marvel movie hybrids movie. But here's what we're gonna get: we're gonna get the Badoon, and it's gonna lead to Rom. No, they sadly Rom is owned by um, IDW now. God damn it! But we could have had the Badoon and Rom. We could have, but yeah, sorry, Rom is owned by a different company now. That giant just, laser, just like the Micronauts. No, no, yeah, no, no, uh, no points for Badoon though, huh? No, good, good on the Badoon. That was excellent. <laughs> I think they still own the Badoon. I'm almost positive of that. I think the Guardians deal with the Badoon all the time. Well, and you know, the other thing is going. I've, I've been praying for um, the Brood to come in, but there's no way they have to radically change the Brood without it just being the alien knockoff that it actually was. Right? <laughs> no, like, it's got two tails. <laughs> that's right. It has two tails and it's bulbous. But I have to say, I love the way they looked in the comics and I love their stories. I yeah. love the concept of it. It's alien. 
but anyway. Yeah, no, okay. 100%, but yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, concept art was shared that shows that the Marvel Hawkeye uh, Disney Plus series will feature Kate Bishop. So it seems it to reiterate that it's going to be the better. Yeah, the pair of them, right? Yeah. Him training her or some variation on them working together or whatever. I loved um, Kate Bishop. She was such a cool character. Like all those young Avengers, that young Avengers book was so good. It, it really was. was. So good. And I liked like, her solo. I liked her solo book a lot. I did not read her solo book. I suck. I'm sorry. Um, but like, what? Who Iron Lad turns out to be? Yes. And I'm not gonna spoil it. Like, was like, say what? That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Well. Uh, you do have to read it because you actually spent a fair amount of time on the last like 17 podcasts over the last 33 years talking about how you were going to read all of the, uh, all of these sort of young, powerful, um, young, you know, like young women characters in Marvel. And you, you completely read a number of their books. I have missed a couple. Well, the other thing that, um, it sounded, I mean, there was like three or four corroborating reports suggesting that Haley's. Haley Steinfeld seems to have been tapped for her. And I thought that was just a fan oh, casting, but if that's true, so good. She is I mean, such I can't friend. even, right? I love her. She is such yeah. an adorable girl. Um, sorry, young woman and she's a great actress. Uh, she was I still in a can't movie wrap her around. I can't still can't wrap around the fact that she I still can't wrap around the fact that that's the same actress that was in True Grit. Which was it, a good I, performance, I, but so different in terms yeah. of her, her. I aspect. mean, was it? It's that in Bumblebee and barely lethal, and she's a singer. Like she's yeah. she's a talented young lady. She gets the best like, uh, you know, quarter second in the Bad Blood video. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. So uh, Marvel's reportedly looking to cast Miss America, aka America Chavez, for Doctor Strange Two. Good. How That's could we not character. give that a couple of R's, right? That's a big, like, okay, so... Talk about you, have it, you read, Have you read America's comic? Well, because we talked about this, I think, one of our previous ones. I like the version, I, I appreciate the fact that she's a, a, an Omega-level character now, but I was interested yeah. in her when it was just the, the more street version of what yeah. she was. Yeah, I mean, I get but, it, it's, yes. Uh, but her comic is a really solid... It keeps getting canceled for some fucking reason, but it's a really good comic. Uh, episodes of Marvel's Hawkeye series will be helmed by the Troop Zero and SNL directors. So what that tells us is a more tongue-in-cheek, whimsical, weird tone, maybe? A little sort of random, and I think that actually fits. So like the new West Coast Avengers. Yes. Which I'm on board with. Uh, Black Widow director confirms the film will hand the baton to Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova. Granted that uh, we wa- we want our characters to stay dead, it seems like a foregone conclusion. However, here's my problem. I still have trouble with that actress. I don't know if I want to see a bunch of her as Black Widow. Let's, let's, let's see how she handles herself against Scarlet. Understood. So are you going to give that a gray kraken or a red tentacle? I'm actually looking forward to the the Black Widow movie. Well, me too. I, I'm talking specifically the the Pew part of it. Uh, I, I I think she's going to be fine. Like okay. I do not think she's going to be bad as that character. Okay. 
like uh, so okay well let's look at it this way so do you remember when they traded wonder woman for artemis mm-hmm. in the comics and mm-hmm. you know, everyone freaking lost their fucking minds when that happened. Mm-hmm. And Artemis was actually pretty freaking awesome, but people yes. refused to see it. I think this might be the same thing, where it's like she's not going to be di- like she is not going to be um, Natasha. Mm-hmm. She's going to be a different thing. She's going to be well, a- and she is in the you know, she is in the comics a very different character. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yes. I I, I don't. I think we need to take a step away and be like, what would the program evolve into and what would that create? Well, and so the thing is, I always read in the comic, my eye Mm -hmm. saw it as a, an amped up iteration of a younger, more in their prime version of someone coming out of that program. So I saw her as being younger, sexier, more manipulative, more cynical and more lethal. And I, you know who in reason we just talked about this cast a little while ago, you know, who I visualize is Aaron Moriarty, who plays the, the young in um, the young recruit to the seven in the original, in the first boys season. Right. Mm. She's the, yeah, she's the, the one that, 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 um, that Huey's in love with. Right. That, right yeah. That, t- that sort of look where she looks almost innocent, young, uh, Pew doesn't look that way to me. I don't know what no, it is about no, her. She, she looks like a hitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. She looks like someone who will straight up kill you. <laughs> she looks more like an assassin than a spy. Okay, so there was another one. Is event? Uh, so Infinity War, they released a deleted scene that showed Black Widow meeting Smart Hulk for the first time and mm. trying to calm him down in the trees. You know, it's sun's low in the sky, whatever. And he's like, you don't have to do that anymore. Actually, I'm drinking an espresso, whatever. Right. Yeah. And it was just rough in. Um, but in the terms of the context of that scene and whether it would have been useful in the movie, what do you think? No. No? No. So. I think Hulk handing. Um, shit. Who do you hand the tacos to? I think the yeah. same. No, it was Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Man, yeah, of course, of course, it was Ant Man. Was Those it a are impossibly small scene? tacos? Yeah, then like if it's like if it's a heartwarming enduring scene, then it's Paul Rudd. Yeah, yes. but him handing Paul Rudd the tacos is is what that scene is meant to entail, right? It's like no, no, no. It's it's okay. I'm I'm able to, you know, take in my surroundings and understand. I love Ruffalo's smart Hulk. Like I, I was yeah, me blown too. Away they did it, and I was like, "This is amazing and wonderful." Yes. Well, and the best part was that he leaned so into it as like wanting to, like, earnestly trying to fit in, but also being a little full of himself. Like I love that he was wearing these giant, comfortable sweaters. He was like being yeah. hot professor, which I thought yeah, was absolutely hilarious. Was. Right? It was, and you know, he was doing it in part to make Tony insane. Yes. <laughs> Because, yeah, they're science bros, but up to this point, he had been being poked and prodded by Tony to see if he could fucking hulk out. Yes, absolutely. All right, here's another one. The sequel to uh, Into the Spider-Verse has headed into production. What, how do we feel about that? Even though we so, said we don't like Sony you know anymore. No, you know what? You go first. I'm tired of going first. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm giving it a red tentacle because I think that the uh, the first movie was visionary. 
Hell yes, it's a red tentacle. Hell yeah, All right. brother. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, like that Miles Morales, like freaking Miles Morales, Gwen and Gwen State. Like, it was. Uh, that was the best. Um, that was Spider, Spider Gwen, best iteration of Spider Gwen that we could have. And I've, and we we probably we should come to it on a future casting with session. Chip, with what? her chip, I love. Yes. And her ballet slippers. Oh my god! I, and the fact that she's the best Spider-Man of the group. Yes. I love her so much. She was. The and there was best. something. And there was something really um, nuanced about him gluing himself to her hair, <laughs> as a socially awkward moment. As a mm-hmm. comedic moment, but also it goes everywhere from if you want to go there, something about Mary, which also yeah. has some teen stuff going on, but then also yeah. the incredible um, the focus and attention it placed on her boldness and her design and all the yeah. things that make her character design look so interesting. So, I, listen, I thought that she was like, the best part of that, practically. They cut her hair and later they sh- shows up and he's like, it looks good. You can't mention my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And I She's do, and I still want to fantasy cast this as an actress, but I can't right now. I don't, I, I, I have yet to, I have yet to conclude where, you know, yeah, I, I, am I, can't, a- I can't get anywhere near it right now. I can't wait to see which spider people they bring into the next movie. Like it's yes. going to be miles and Gwen. Yes. But they're going to bring other, like, other iterations. And I swear to God, yes. I want Mecca. I want the Mecca so yes. bad. Yes, and you know what? And you know, and I think we talked about it before, but you know that I'm going to I'm gonna stomp my fists and cry and throw my popcorn if they don't bring in Japanese Spider-Man. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, with, with the, the Mecca. I, yeah. I, yeah, with right. the Mecca. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, num, 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 num. And the problem with Spider-Gwen, though, is... If shut you were to mouth. transition her to what? I said, shut your mouth. No, nope. no problem. The problem Spider with Spider Gwen transitioning to live action is she's so deeply connected to the term Spider Gwen, which yeah. is such a comic conceit. Yeah. If she was in a if she was in a live action movie, it would have to be as a Spider Woman or a Spider Girl. And I think we talked about that before at least once that you can bring her in as the Spider Girl if you even have a a, a classic Spider Woman in film. She could be a spider yeah. girl. I mean, if if they just, I mean, if they did Ghost Spider, it would work. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you could call the movie Spider Gwen and call her Ghost Spider. It's fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what 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 are you doing? Looking for Biddle. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I just wanted a non-alcoholic refreshing beverage, and so that's, I went. Hey, man, that's fine. I, yeah, I'll be and, the booze. Well, I no, it's not. It's not that so much. It's. I mean, I have cut way down, but it's not that. It's. I had opened a beer, uh, post coffee. I'd opened a beer from Silver City Brewery in Seattle, uh, called the Old Scrooge, which was a limited edition Christmas ale, and I got it from my brother-in-law, who really loves exotic beers for the, the flavored profiles and things. And it was what you might imagine. It had a lot of like molassesy, cinnamony, heavy. Mm-hmm. It's a stout, and it just was totally not working for me. Because with all the darkness in the world right now, I can't. A stout is not working. So that's right. um, Marvel reportedly looking to cast the character Echo for an upcoming Disney series. How many R's can I put here? Red tentacle, right? Hundred mm. percent. 
And they got to do uh, it right. She's got to stay I deaf. She's got to stay deaf. 100%. Yes. Yes. Like representation. Let's have some freaking deaf folks. Yes. And the problem with this is that while this kind of thing makes sense in a comic, that, oh, here's another, here's a daredevil with a different sensory deprivation problem. When you do it in live action, it's more on the nose and it feels a little more forced. But I would love if they could have introduced Echo in the daredevil we had. Agreed. Which I somehow pray, somehow, yeah. somehow we could get again. But that that world daredevil, I would love an Echo. Um, because was, they didn't do they didn't do electric the way I wanted. Really good. To. Daredevil was possibly the best of that. Um, God, Jessica Jones was so good though, yeah. and Luke Cage saw it too. You know what? They yeah. did a really good job, except for the fucking time heals thing. a lot of wounds, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, like um, uh, like the the Colleen Wing, the Colleen yes. Wing Misty Night Show was oh amazing. God. That's and what then, we needed. And then there was Iron Fist. Um, meh. But like everything, everything else, man, I loved, I loved, you know what? F it. I loved all of Daredevil. We needed all of Luke Cage. I loved all of Jessica Jones. If you're like, we needed heroes. Good. We it's needed like, heroes you know for hire. We needed heroes yeah. for hire with we Colleen did. Wing and Misty Knight. And we needed them going after and bringing in D level and C level supervillains and dragging yeah. them into court. That's what right. we needed out of that. I mean, if people are like, man, Sigourney Weaver was not a good villain. I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? Yep. What What did you want her to do? Did you want her to go muhaha more? Like, well, yeah. Well, they like, wanted her to go in the comics. They wanted her to put on a crazy helmet, and yeah, right. Um, like, but like, yeah. Okay, fine. Sorry, we're not talking about this. Move on. All right. First look at Marvel and Hulu's supernatural thriller series Hellstrom. I cannot write the Black Octopus <laughs> fast enough. So, I don't I don't know what to do with this one because I'm like, all right, cool, we're doing a series about the son of Satan, but they're but, not really because it has nothing to do not with the comics. Really. <laughs> like it doesn't. Well, it does because it's Damien Hellstrom. No, but it, everything they showed us in that trailer, it looked like the most generic CW something. I <sighs> there's not there's okay a one. There is nothing wrong with the CW universe. I know. But I'm saying it looks generic. That trailer... Remember, the trailer's job is to get you excited. How did that trailer get you excited about anything? I'm going to rewind us. I'm going to rewind us 10 years. Okay. Okay? And 10 years ago, you were like, what the fuck is this Arrow garbage? I understand that. But, and and you like you were you poo pooed Arrow to the fucking wind. But I and still I was do like, actually. No 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 I, no no no. You have no, you have remained consistent, and I I respect that. Yeah yeah. But but to be fair, that show has has right spawned an entire. It's fucking called the Arrowverse at this point, and sure. I will I will say, and I will agree with this. It is better than their cinematic universe. But 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 wouldn't you say that despite my um, my criticisms of the non-Batman Arrow uh, show, <laughs> that it was leading strongly on a charisma of the leading man of the leading actor? Selling oh, it? Stephen Amell is 
a hundred percent why that show succeeded. So, do you recall the Hailstrom, the Hellstrom trailer? Do you recall any any particular personalities? Can you place anyone in your mind? Is it a commercial for anything other than very dark, charcoal-colored clothes from Banana Republic? Because they had no, a chance here to make Hellstrom. I mean, the imagery from the comics. If you're going to take a risk, yeah. yeah. They didn't. Even, I kept waiting in that trailer for it to end with him like turning around and it, you know, and the tattoo and, like, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yes, I think that they are playing it too close to the vest, and I feel like the I feel like the trailer was a cop out. Yeah. I agree, and and, and uh, I'm all I, for I, if I had faith in them, I'm all for it being played up to mainstream audiences as this whatever sort of murky almost almost uh you know courtroom drama or whatever it almost looks like or boardroom yeah. drama and then all yeah. of a sudden it goes crazy and it becomes devil the devil in a three-piece suit right but they never even gave us a hint of that that they had that much behind it nope they didn't they, you're, so, you're right that trailer was either a poorly made or the project's gonna suck and so what do you give it in terms of your anticipation uh, black octopus all right there we go um okay um so since so there's a whole bunch of, you know, we've been talking about it forever and ever and ever about the New Mutants and whether it would happen and would it be on TV? Would it be in theaters? And it finally came out and it's in theaters and we've learned that he had planned a trilogy or some shit. Whatever. And we know it's the death. It's the last brick in the wall for the Fox mm-hmm. X, X world. And I will see it on the small screen. Yeah, um, me too. But based on the amount of uh, feedback you're seeing in in the media now that it's come out and people are watching it, what's your what's your take in terms of uh, your rating on it? Of what your anticipation to watch it? I I am still a red tentacle because I think Maisie Williams' response to oh that was amazing, well, yeah, like she's I love her, yeah. <laughs> like almost everyone they cast in that movie is someone I like. Um, I understand the dissatisfaction for the Roberto da Costa character. I right. get that you wanted someone more Afrocentric. I, I well, totally but that. it doubled down bad when the producer director said, "I wanted someone who looked like they could be imagined as someone who could have a lot of money and power," which was the most racist, accidentally racist thing that he could say. Oh Jesus Christ! I didn't. I didn't know he said yeah. that. That's. Yeah. Uh, and what me. he and he fuck ma- me. never mind. And, I, and look, I, I behind to give him, to give him the benefit of, of the doubt. To give him the benefit of the doubt, he could have been referring to the actor, and saying, "This is a, I wanted someone in this role who could convey that sort of billionaire status," and that no. actor conveyed it to him, but it was so triggery that no, he that, blew it. That's he completely shit. Blew it. He's, fucking racist anyway, right, so i'm gonna give you a triple red tentacle then huh it's red tentacle <laughs> because the it's some kind of magic so am i that's a good line it's a good yep. individual it's a good it's a good iliana line um and Keeping in mind that i haven't watched trailer recent i haven't watched any trailers for this but i just want to see demon bear and i want to see how they deal with some of the manifestations and, and stuff it's a demon bear story like are you fucking kidding me like like I was like, okay, this only works if it's one of four villains, and they're like Demon Bear. I'm like, yes, that yeah. that is the we, one we that needed. I mean, 
given that he given the early script had Storm as the jailer in a prison and all kinds of mutations. Like sense yeah Meh. so the fact that there's a demon bear even involved that there's any Sinkevichisms at all is yeah. promising the problem yeah. is i didn't get the danny moonstar i wanted like it just doesn't it's not reading well i don't i think this is danny moonstar's story i think she's going to become yeah thing. right like no, I think the, the, actor, the actress that was cast it just doesn't yeah but oh, anyway it doesn't feel okay but again, I haven't watched the trailers. I've just seen stills. Lots and lots of stills. So, um, so and okay. The, and the kid that casts is Cannonball, who is the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah. Like, he's a really good Sam Guthrie. Like, That's good. Like, once they put the hat on him, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, I totally see that. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I yeah. thought that was a really good casting choice as well. Um, uh, the rumor about Wanda... The last thing, and this goes all the way back to San Diego Comic Con, was that it's yeah. going to the uh, WandaVision is going to adapt the popular Avengers storyline involving the Vision, which I think they are referring to. I think that that was a, cu- a kind of a misleading line. I think what they're adapting is Wanda's storyline of inventing, creating yeah. daughters or creating yeah. children that she yeah. wanted, and I think that they're adapting the the amazing Vision miniseries where he created a, a cyber family. And try to live in the burbs. And I think they're fusing those together. I am hopeful that those two things get fused together because right in the current universe, it doesn't make sense for Wanda to make that thing up. Right. But I do think that that idea would be... But if this, like, is, if this whole thing that, is a manifestation of her, of her powers going a little wacko... Which is the only way I can see this happening. Then yeah, you could get both would, of those things. We have, no, we have no indication that her powers are going wacko. That's only because we know what the Marvel Universe is and what her history is. But there's nothing in the cinematic universe that shows yes, her but, having any little control over her. Like any loss of control over her powers. Except the last thing, with the exception of some big big rad scenes in, in, Infin- in uh, Endgame. Okay. The most poignant thing we saw of her in the MCU was the tragedy of seeing her lover torn Ooh. apart, not just killed, but forcibly extracting the gem and killing him as he desperately tried to save her. It's a tragic, tragic moment, and I can see that being the PTSD that leads her down that. 100%. I'm in now. No, I'm 100% in now. You have given me the impetus for, yes, I agree. And I say that as a big Iron Man 3 apologist, right? Like, I love the fact that we got an, as much as I like Iron Man's and, or Tony Stark's and armors and whatever, I love the fact that we got a story about someone who had PTSD and couldn't figure out how to get out of it. What the hell? I, I like Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah, so but you and get... I, like, we are not, we are not the people to come to for a, Wait, but that was bad about Iron Man, right? Well, no, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, God. I still love Whiplash. So, um, okay, Wait, who doesn't uh, like Whiplash? Who doesn't well, like Whiplash? You know, it's Sucking popular now him. to say that whole that whole movie. They, it's popular now to say that the last, the two and three were bad. So, that's bullshit. Two was a fucking solid movie, and anyone says differently is fucking lying. They're like, no, you like Iron it when Man, you saw it. Iron Man, and War Machine. Shooting the shit out of the, oh my god, oh my the god, cherry blossom garden. Give oh, me a break, what? right? Hey, how about one of those? It's a one-off. I mean, come on, that light's so good. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, uh, two more in Marvel. Daredevil actor Peter Shinkoda says that Jeff Loeb specifically told the writers to downplay and reduce the the complexity of the Asian characters on the show. Um, really bad look. I, 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 it seems, I, I have no reason to doubt this thing. That's the thing. It doesn't smell like a, it doesn't smell like a fabricated, um, sensational thing to say to get attention. The actress who was playing Storm in, <clears throat> the, in X-Men Apocalypse, mm-hmm. Um, got really up, got really worked up when another uh, contemporary darker-skinned actress indicated that she always dreamt of playing Storm and hoped she'd get a chance. And then the actress who played her most recently in X Men Apocalypse, who is a very light, a much lighter-skinned woman, um, got really defensive on Twitter and started making it a a um, made it a very political thing. And it was it was clapped back pretty hard as being just an attention grab. This mm. does not feel that way. This felt no. pretty legit when I read the read his comments. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, and this is a very new item. You may or may not have heard this. Um, apparently, Sony is uh, producing a whole series of shows for Amazon Prime with Silk as the linchpin to the shows. How much do you want more Sony Spider stuff? <laughs> uh, there... Like, okay, look, I buy lots of Sony shit. Like, I buy lots of Sony shit. Look, and at, all I sport- totally look cool. at all those Sony sportsmen behind you in the glass case. Like, but just give Spider-Man back to Marvel for all, a love of God. Just everything. Like, the only reason the Spider-Man movies are good is because you let Marvel do them. Well, but also, this is another thing that's like, remember how I criticized about Arrow and Flash? That, that those those shows immediately devolved into everybody has to be a version. Everyone's an archer. Everyone's a speedster. Just like, you know, we talked about how one of the best things to come out of the way Marvel handled this, they've handled it poorly with Black Panther, but they handled it better with Iron Man where not every not every foe was an armored foe, right? Mm-hmm. That there are variations. Um, so they've done, a, they've done a good job as it progressed with the speedsters. Ant-Man's, yeah. you know, Sequel yeah. to Ant Man, the villain wasn't a shrinking villain, you know, nope. wasn't even a villain. Um, but you can't make <laughs> Silk wasn't even a villain. She was a villain. I don't know. She the ghost know. was a villain. She was ish. She when, was a when, villain. When like, Walter I, Goggins is around, she he's the villain. I'm sorry. She's she's a sympathetic villain, but she's still a fucking villain. <laughs> all about goggins to me man i don't care once he was on screen i lost track i recently rewatched it and i love that movie so um but uh what i'm saying though is that you can't rationalize it's like your venom problem Mm. venom doesn't exist outside of spider-man it makes no sense spider gwen is hard to rationalize unless you tie spider-verse at least allowed spider gwen to exist and it's possible that silk could spin out of that but you can't have a silk without having a spider woman and a spider girl and a Spider-Man, and a Venom, all, you you have this pantheon of characters that are related to the, the core character because yeah. of relationships and inspiration and other things. You yeah, can't no. have a Silk exist in a vacuum. 
Nope, you can't. And you can't just create. It's like when they're going to do well, a Madam Web movie. It's like, what are you doing? You can have a silk. Ex, ex, you can. It is possible. You better do a goddamn good. You know what? Here, here's how it works. You do a silk story and don't do an origin. You just fucking make a silk story where she's kicking ass and she has spider powers and you don't give a fuck about her backstory. You just go for it. That's the only way this is going to work. He's making an action movie. It's like Indiana Jones. Oh, where did he go to college? Ain't nobody give a fuck where Indiana Jones went to college. (laughs) He just started stealing artifacts. Now, there was an actress in um, in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home mm-hmm. that was accused of being Cindy Moon. I don't know if she was actually identified as her, but it was yeah. strongly implied that maybe she was. But again, that could have just been fan service. I don't know. Is it one of the uh, one of the one one of the ladies that Night Monkey saved? <laughs> the Night Monkey. It's the Night Monkey. Um, what a bitch in suit the Night Monkey suit was. It was okay. a good. It was a good spider suit. It was, it was solid. I mean, you know, I mean, as bad enough as Venom is in 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 every way, but you know that young Tom still needs classic symbiote black black and white Spider Man. I need the original huh? Spider Man. I just need it as a costume. I don't care if it's it's an ascension alien anything. I just want that look. It's a good look, and I will say that Agent Venom in the um, Flash Thompson Venom. In the Guardians comics, was a really good story. Yeah, I like that. Really I mean, that's the only one I've. Mm, that that's the only Venom that I've actually ever committed to art form and completed and put into a print was the Flash sort of Commando Venom. He it was a good story, especially when they start going into places and Venom rolls in, like they roll in and people are like, "Oh, we don't." deal with that get right get that fucker out of here and like what do you mean it's like we don't deal with those symbiotes get him out of here what i liked about that was it was the promise of the super soldier within the context of the marvel world mm-hmm. where their superheroes exist and and enhanced humans exist but the idea of a super soldier this was yeah. it this was yeah. you took someone who was already dangerous yeah and you gave them that level of extra mm-hmm. It was cool. He was. It was cool. I really dug that that run, and people bitch about it. But I'm like, no, they took the Venom suit to the homeworld and healed it. Like it was obviously a fractured piece of a thing. Yeah. And them, them cleansing the fracturedness of Venom was such a good, like a good story. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't care what people bitch about that. I, I think that they've missed an opportunity. In the same way that they really dodged it with Thor, I think that it's an interesting, and I'm really hoping it comes in with uh, the Mighty Thor. There's a really interesting and uncomfortable story when someone who has either a fatal illness or has a physical disability, they mm-hmm. get a power that allows them to transcend that, and it becomes addictive to them, and they can't. Decide, yeah. And then that becomes their their it becomes their identity, and so they yeah. become desperate. So. Thor, they they totally bypassed Thor and Blake. They yeah. maybe Mighty Thor. We're gonna get Jane Jane Foster, the cancer victim, maybe. But what a missed opportunity to make Venom not have a guy who's a double amputee. Yeah, agreed. Because that would have been a more interesting story in terms of yeah. the addic- addiction to the Venom symbiote. Yeah, if this is the way you're out and about. Mm. 
right? So anyway, that's because I think that's a I think that's a tricky one because it can go, it's controversial. It goes both ways. Why could someone who has a physical disability can yeah. sure shit be given? They can have the right to fantasize about. Oh, here's something that gives them the freedom to have the mobility and the power that they want. Yeah. What's wrong with that? And then on the other hand, yeah. you could say also, well, what makes the person right? Yeah. There's... No, I agree. Yeah. yeah and sure. and who and who better to establish and deal with the moral uh, ambiguity and the complex thematic material like that than Sony? Actually, incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guess what? It's time right, for the so... last last of our segments. DC. Very important. There was a thing that happened recently. It was called the Fandom. And the last time we talked about this, I said that they had done a call to artists to join Fandom and do a sort of a virtual con. And I said, sounds sounds fishy. I want nothing to do with it. I'm still glad I wasn't. <laughs> but Yeah, I know. You should be. I, I have to give them credit. Here's some... Well, again, this is sort of faint praise. But I have to give them credit that they created an event enough in a virtual space... Even though the physical manifestation of it with the graphics and the, the background and everything was stupid, they created enough buzz with fandom. It far eclipsed the virtual SDCC. Yeah. And, I mean, they did a good job from a marketing standpoint because people talked yeah. about things that came out of fandom for quite a while. That's fair. Yeah, I think it was did. considered a success in what they did, largely because uh, of the types I of would. projects, that, largely the type of projects they showed. If yeah. they came out of that and they were like, it's the fandom event, it's the trench movie, it's going to be awesome, I think it would have been a different approach. But trench. <laughs> they, they had plenty. I th I didn't actually think that they were going to give us things like Batman or Suicide Squad, maybe Suicide Squad, but I thought it was going to be more like, we're going to throw all of our eggs into Justice League and show a bunch of you know, digitally repainted black Superman costumes and remade uh dark sides and then that's what it's going to be in it and i was going to feel like it was cheesy and we did have that but there was enough new stuff in it that was fan servicey that i think it worked well it was the birth of a potential a yes potential event that would be the most amazing tagline ever and it will be it'll be interesting to see what happens next year It'll be interesting to see what happens when we aren't all stuck in our fucking houses. Yes. The uh, well, you, you know, good good for you again. You get a red te tentacle just for yourself once again because you named our episode the birth of a potential event. <laughs> 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 what praise! Um, but it was exciting. It did give us something, and also at a time when all of the stuff that we, we've talked about the fact that Marvel's what Marvel's currently cooking is a bit of a tough sell. It's like they've triple and quadruple downed on the Guardians of the Galaxy before we ever saw Guardians of the Galaxy and said, "What are you doing?" Oh, oh yeah, no, they're they're definitely going for. Hey, we can do whatever we want. We made a comic out of this once. Yeah, yeah, you did. Doesn't mean you need to make a movie out of it. But well, okay. yeah, we talked about this. I'm getting it. The Eternals is giving me the same vibes that um, Guardians did before we saw a Guardians trailer. And we haven't seen an Eternals trailer. It's the same thing. I was like, what are you doing? See, Why would you do this? Okay. So this is – so we're actually stepping – so up to this point, up to this point in all comics in demand, they have been feeding me right. 100%. Like I have – I have – I own almost all the comics that they are 
making movies out of right now. Right. And now they're taking a step outside of me and I'm like, huh, interesting. I thought I was the biggest dork in this room, but apparently <laughs> well, the thing is, bigger. I mean, Eternals never appealed to me. I didn't read those books. I drew two of those characters in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you get deviants and all that other stuff. But the thing is, and it's, and again, Eternals is really hard to, it's really hard to parse in the more modern continuity when you have the way that they re repackaged and reprocessed the Inhumans once Marvel lost the mutant licensing for yeah. cinema. It's so convoluted now. But I will say this. When they said Eternals was going to be made and it was going to be centuries old, uh, you know, invulnerable, immortal, uh, you know, super characters that have been living among us for all this time and something's going to bring them out of the woodwork and it's going to be Celestials and whatever. I, I imagined in my mind that there was a way to make that interesting. And then they released all that initial stuff on stage where they all came out and the cast was cool and they stood in front of these muted monocolor costumes and it was the most it was the most boring uh, character design that you could ask for, and I know that was early, but it, what a misfire to me, because you well, you give them the presentation and it's so the problem is that they did, the problem is they did monocolor right they right. should have it should have been Kirby style out of control right yes a hundred percent like yep. go with those bright vibrant colors. Go with what fucking Ragnarok did, where it's like, right. hey, this is yellow, but yellow up to 11. And this is blue against <laughs> the yellow, but up to 11. It's, it's yeah, it's just, the Eternals should not be contemporary right? in any way, shape, or form. It should be avant-garde, whatever the fuck that means. You want to go old avant-garde? Fine. You want to go new avant-garde? Also fine. But fucking go with it. Like, outline everything in neon if we lived in the 80s. I but... will give them this. I will give them this, that, that, that the successful adoption of the Kirby um, design style has worked so far because it's been comedic. It's been tongue-in-cheek and a little bit zany with Guardians and with Cap- – with Guardians and with, um, and with uh, Thor Ragnarok. It was allowed to be wacky and crazy because it was like everything's every, everything goes because it was psychedelic, and Eternals is but, not a whimsical psychedelic story. Sure, but in this inter- iteration, so if they had no, done a whack, that, if they had done fair. a, if they had done it irreverent, and if they had done a Taika Waititi style Eternals, it would have been a slam dunk. But they took the approach of a very serious Eternals project. So you How can do you take, make those car- those costume designs right, and make it serious? That's that's a good point, and you can actually take those designs. You can take it. Okay, this goes back to why Hawkeye doesn't have the purple, the purple yeah. H and the giant uh, headgear. No, no, we don't. Yeah, one hundred percent. We don't need that. I get it. It's why Apocalypse didn't have the big A. Right. So you can take you you can. It is possible from a design perspective to take those Kirby influences, tone them down, and make them aesthetic in a more practical. But that's the choice they didn't take. That's the road they didn't take. So I'm saying I well, give them credit. They didn't really take any road. They took. Right. They took a like. Uh, so it's like they floated a concept. They're like, "Hey, how about this?" And people were like, 
eh. And it's like, okay, well, that didn't work. So we're probably going to redesign that. <laughs> I was ta- I was talking to a friend a few months ago, and I said that the only way I could see them pulling this off is that we come to find in the actual movie that those suits are sort of like their plain. Those are their like plain clothes. That those <laughs> are their those are their civilian clothes outside of the costuming that they wear living among us. But like when they that meet together, those are their those That's are something. their you know. Those are their their normal dress for their for their species and for their society, and then right. when they go to battle, shit comes flying off the walls and gloms onto them, and it's all right. wacky. Like that's, all of this stuff is cool. battle armor, basically, right? Yeah, that's cool. Guess who I mean, they didn't yeah. ask? Guess who they didn't ask about this? This guy. You. Yeah, yeah. Fools. So fandom. So the first item in fandom that I want to talk about is Wonder Woman. They showed us the final. They've showed us a trailer, which I actually did watch because I gave up. And they actually showed us enough to give us a sense of what Kristen Wiig's all about. I'm on. I'm, <clears throat> I'm. I'm disturbed. Yeah. So it looks like we're getting a couple different looks. It looks like it's mutating over time. Uh, we oh, still shit. have the Kristen Wiig problem. Yeah. Wait, you don't like Kristen Wiig? I love her. I just don't know if I like her as the serious enemy in a in a i've seen her play serious dramatic roles but i don't yeah. know as a, as as the heavy as a tough guy heavy uh i don't know i, I think people off i i trust i trust Christian yeah. Mike. yeah well i trust um yeah and i and i tr- trust the producer of the movie but what we got was sort of like cats and also like here's what i don't understand she's she got does... yeah Good. There's a lot more of the final version of her looking like the comics than I was expecting, because I was afraid they were getting. I thought they were. I thought there was. I thought they were just going to do the 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 cheetah skin, eighties sure. sure. clothes, and call it a day. And I'm glad that that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. But she's got the you know she's got the breasts. She's got the cheetah skin like a tigra character. Um. And then, and then, randomly, not anywhere else, but then her hind legs, she's got the extra segmented hind legs, like a cat. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get so on the one end, it's feline business in the back. And then it's uh, um, Hollywood House of Masks business in the in the front, right? Like, she, her, her, her head is, like, humanoid with, with stringy hair and weird eyes and maybe some ear tufts. So it looks like it's three different costumes. Huh? I would have given her a muzzle. Yeah. I would have given her a muzzle. Yeah. Just go all yeah. in. Yeah. Go all in. Make her feline. 100%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and, I mean, and I'm just so surprised coming from... She had out a mustache and you can't give her a muzzle? Fuck off. Well, but also like Ares... Yeah, right. That's right. The, the fact that she lost the battle with Ares... I'm talking about the director she lost the battle with aries and dc execs made her use a very muted and unpleasant design for aries and it kind of it was the worst part of the first wonder woman movie was that the big battle of the third act was like as generic as it could be when everything else was so rad yeah i thought coming into this one how bold it was in 80s and how weird it was with max lord and this interpretation of it i thought that she was going to be able to have a lot of power to throw around but what I'm seeing there does not look like the kind of thing that I, I can imagine was her vision. And I could be wrong. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. It's – I don't know. It, 
the marketing has been off, and I don't understand. I'm not sure if that's pandemic or if that's the fucking studio being shitbags because the studio is shitbags. Um, you showed us too much and not the right things. Yeah, I I, I don't know. We'll I thought see. that the first I thought the first trailer was great, and they should yeah. never have gone past that. We got we got whipping the lightning. We got yeah. oh, we which got, was he, cool. It's pretty badass. We got we got um, Trevor back, and he's wearing a fanny pack, and he's interested yeah. in the trash can. It was just enough. We yeah. saw the scene in the mall, and we saw that she had a vengeful sort of um, um, single white female problem going on with Kristen Wiig's character, and that's all we needed, and a hint and, of Max Lord. And how sweet is fucking Chris Pine? God, I oh. love Chris. But why did they show us the golden? I love the. I love the poster art. I think it's absolutely amazing. The gold armor with the colors yeah. flying off of it. It's an amazing poster. But why the fuck didn't they leave that as a surprise? Yeah. Even agreed. though the merchandising would have ruined it. Merchandising ruined yeah. ruined yeah. Cheetah too. Yeah. But like how great would it have been if we saw... Because that's... No one's talking about it. That's the Kingdom Come armor. Like how badass would that have been if it came out of nowhere and you didn't expect it? Oh, brother. No, that's an old thing. Kingdom Come... But that version of it looks like Kingdom Come to me. It's, oh, I know no, it's no, evoking an old design, but I'm, I'm saying, saying I'm saying we're that's 20 years ago, brother. Ain't yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, um, uh, 20, 30? is it 30 years ago at this point? Is it? Well, since the pandemic, it's about 95 years ago. Oh um, shit! I absolutely loved all those Chris Pineisms at the end, where it's like, does everyone wear? Yeah. Does everyone par- parachute now? You know, like his his bewildered tones and the way he's dealing with things, it's very no- the character's very knowing, and yeah. uh, and the the whimsy he's so charming, which is why it's I, so amazing how uncharming he was as Kirk. I uh, I think that was a decision. Like I think he made that choice. But like no. I love fine. I think he chose yeah. to do a thing. It's weird, right? So, what are we doing about Wonder Woman eighty four? Are we going to give what? I'm going to give it a. Uh, um, I'm still going to give it a red tentacle for for the pineisms, for the Galagadot, for some of the design work, and I'm really hoping there's a lot more going on with Max Lord. Fuck it, I'm giving it a red tentacle because they didn't fuck me in the first one, and I I think they'll do an okay job with this one. Do you think? Last thought on Wonder Woman. Do you think? That Max Lord is on his desk, he's sucking power from and being manipulated by. Do you think that's an Eclipso fragment? That would be awesome. If they that would pulled... be the way the next gen after Darkseid, right? That would be amazing. Because yeah, because Darkseid's Darkseid's such a fucking yeah. punk guy. Like right. yeah, get, get a, a Starro. Like I'd even go for Starro. Starro would be a better fucking villain. All right. Well, so actually, what... that would have been an amazing villain anyway. That would have just been I, every every project needs a Starro. Frankly, agreed. So before before we move and on, and a US from... one if we could. <laughs> so uh, so in in horrible DC news because Black Label's yes. plugin canceled because that's the other shoe dropping about the fandom being successful. That's what I wanted to bring up though. Yes. So Black Label has put out some amazing, amazing fucking comics recently. Uh, Last God, if you ever read Last God, go out and read Last God. If you like Sword and Sandals, you like Conan, Last God is amazing. But they made a four-part Wonder Woman series called The Dead Earth. Mm. 
Dude, post-apocalyptic Wonder Woman story where she wakes up with amnesia in a world where the – like after a holocaust. It is fucking amazing and beautifully drawn. Yes. Like yes. you can borrow my uh, – it's four issues. The, uh, the only unfortunate thing is almost all black label comics are too fucking big to fit on a shelf. It's it's ridiculous. Right. They're they're like albums. They're yeah, uh, sorry, albums. That's that's an old kind of thing. What? They're like a foot and a half by a foot and a half. They do not fit in anything. It's like why the fuck would you make a comic this size? But that's how and, I feel about all of the um you know, like like um um big guy and uh Oh and, big guy uh, Johnny Hom Yeah, what yeah, and um you know, hard boiled and all that. Like, they're great, but you can't. Like, they get destroyed because they get damaged on the shelf. Daniel yeah, Warren Jeff- Johnson does the art for One Woman Dead Earth. I love him. It's fucking brilliant. And Wonder Woman actually looks Greek as opposed to just a white chick with black hair. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. It's. I, I was. Like, I waited until the fourth issue came out and read it all in one sitting, and I highly recommend. Like it was, dude. It was a solid story. It was so. I, I remember cool. seeing a sample page from it that had Batman. It was like an all silent page where Batman like poured a drink and sat yeah, down and just kind of smiled and goes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's, okay. And once you understand what that scene is about, yeah, like when you read the rest of it, like that scene is fucking poignant, brother. Like Excellent. that's a good scene. I'm ready. Okay, anyway, so. so, do you want to? Uh, do we want to save Batman, or do you want to dive into Batman? Because we got other less interesting ones to talk about. Maybe we do that first and end with Batman, maybe. Yeah, end with Batman. Okay, so Justice League, we got the black suit is definitely been confirmed, but it was definitely <laughs> photoshopped, and it's kind of weird. Uh, um, blah 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 blah. Black tentacle. Blah blah blah. Black tentacle. Um, uh, I don't. I think it looks better than what we got before i think i'm interested in i'm interested in seeing the snyder version it's not the snyder version of the movie that we got it's a new redo he gets to finish it the way he wants i think i'm more interested in what he's gonna do than i was in what i got before um because i really didn't like the justice league movie it was a terrible movie but i don't but i don't feel like and the fact they're going to use precisely zero of his footage is interesting to me. The thing is also, though, <clears throat> it's really hard to escape the context of the other movie now, especially now that Ray Fisher came out and said, you know, it was a hostile environment for a lot of people. And Whedon was yeah. a dickhead back and forth. Yeah. And knowing what we know about Whedon from other things and his way about marginalizing people and writing them off and fucking with them if he didn't like what they did or said. I mean, it makes it so to- it sounds so toxic. That I yeah. want nothing to do with that version of that movie. Agreed. So Snyder's is the same level of shit writing and shit concept, but has slightly more nuanced and Snyder vision to it, which is yeah. makes shit projects look good. Then you know at least there's that. But I'm still uh, giving up. I'm giving it a black op- oct- octopus too. Yeah. Like I get, I get it. Like yes, like his visuals are solid. Like Sucker Punch, it's not a good movie, but it is beautiful like there is very few there are very few scenes in that movie that aren't 
shot well, you know? Like, even Watchmen, there are very few scenes that aren't set up good. It's just, there's just... Did we talk about, did we talk about the fact that I spent all, I spent like... I spent well into the second season of American Gods before I finally figured out that Emily Browning was Baby Doll and Sucker Punch. Because <laughs> they're pretty far apart in delivery. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. Ma- many like, more maggots in the one than the other. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, look, okay, look. You know, Snyder, I'm not going to shit on him because he he definitely gave... He gave life to a visual style that a lot of people didn't believe could be given fluid motion, and he did it. Like, and he did it well. Like, he did a really good job. But you can't just make a visual style a story. Right. You have to have a story behind those visuals. Sometimes I feel like he's an example of where he's a creator that needs an editor. And these creators who don't who refuse to have an editor go way off the rails, uh, Tim Burton, you know Tim Burton's like that. There's a number of 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 creators like that where it's like, man, if you just let someone in, George Lucas, infamous, right? Yeah. yeah. But but there's also a factor, and I have to I have to give him this. There's pers- I have personal bias because I get I, as an atheist, I get really tired of heavy handed religious iconography. Where someone doesn't seem to understand the the dark edge of relig- of religion, where it's just, you know, like I, I, I Daredevil Wait. season Daredevil season three did a pretty good job with the with the with that aspect of his of his Roman Catholic stuff, and I was still yeah. pretty bored with it, but I could deal because it was showing some hopeful things in faith, but also showing some some dark stuff too. Mm-hmm. But so so I give Snyder credit that I'm negatively biased when he throws all of his Jesus Christ poses and everyone's talking <laughs> behind a stained glass window and everything important, no matter what's going on, Superman could go to a church and talk to a priest for five minutes and everything's figured out. Like his his reliance on pushing Superman as a Christ figure, which and he wasn't the first to do that, right? But I don't like that aspect of it. I didn't I think it needed it. No, I don't like I, Superman. Figure. I think I superheroes as mythology transcends Judeo-Christian mythology, and I don't Agreed. need that. So, but when I look at his work, I like the way it looks and moves and sounds and feels. I just want content that's not. Agreed. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he needs a writer, right, to be like say these things, give it a scene. You and know, what's, what's ironic about needing an editor is that he's gone full tilt the other direction and made a four-hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is why I tentacle on the Snyder cut because I think it's just going to be fucking the three hundred, where it's like, yeah. yes, the three hundred is a three line poem. Yeah, for the love of God, we held a pass. The answer yeah. is we held a pass. Right. Although the fact that they're going to break it into four hours, four hour shows, or or two or three shows is hopeful to me because that's going to make it more palatable. I think if they break it up in a way that there is a beginning middle end in the storytelling that, that is broken into three, three maybe or four segments of story, then it'll work. 
But if, if they just take his version of a Justice League movie and they break it up with intermissions, it's going to suck. I don't. I it, whatever. Yeah. I I I am. You know what? Start over. <laughs> start DC over. You fucked up. Just start over. Did you Did you watch that uh, fan made uh, trailer where they clipped all of the eighty seventies and eighties DC characters together and made a Justice League? Yeah, that was pretty. That cool. that, that looked funny. like, but that looked like a more solid Justice League movie implied. Well, it's because, yeah, it's because it wasn't all sucky. Yeah. All right. So speaking of dubious, uh, we got some non-material from Black Adam. So mm. what they brought to the table at Fandom was an animatic based off of the concept art for a trailer. Like it's that seemed like one of those deals where you just don't say anything. Yeah. Um, or what if they, I, instead of doing all that, never, I will never, excuse me. I will never speak ill of Mr. The Rock, but I am actually not looking forward to a Mr. The Rock project. Well, it doesn't I'm not looking forward to this. It's very hard to imagine how they're going to pull off the Black Adam story the way they're doing it. However, yeah. however, I, th- there's Adam suggestions. He's a villain. And yes, but. Mr. The Rock is not on board with being a villain. But there's but there's some there's scuttlebutt that suggests because Adam Smasher's gonna be in it and yeah. other Justice Society members are gonna be in it, that there's this idea that maybe it's he's recruited in to join them and he moves away from them when they don't take it seriously enough and he and they don't go his direction. It's sort of uh, like bringing the Punisher onto the Avengers and then it goes uh, the way you would think it would. F minus. It's still an F minus for me. From, from, a mar- not- from a marketing standpoint, what they should have done is they should have just rolled out Dwayne Johnson in a legit costume. Mm-hmm. And that's all they showed is him come out in the costume and saying, you know, we got mm-hmm. nothing to show you yet. But this, because that's all anyone's yeah. going to care about. Right. Yeah. But I'm a badass. Yeah. Agreed. But what uh, I'm yeah. concerned about is in those animatics and then some of the static art. I'm really questioning whether he has a cape and you take the cape away from black Adam and it's a problem. Black Adam doesn't have a cape brother. He needs a cape. No, look at that design. It doesn't look right without a cape behind it. No, he's just got the, he's got the skin suit. No, that's no, that's, that's a hands down Shazam problem. (laughs) Like all the Shazam costumes suck. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, okay. So what we're gonna give we're collectively giving this a big fat black octopus, black octopus. And I agree. That hurts my soul because I just it's don't have any interest in it. And I have no interest. You said you don't want to speak ill of uh Dwayne Johnson, but did you know that he just was uh confirmed as having COVID? I did hear wait that that's not speaking ill of. I mean he just Yeah, but you used ill and Dwayne Johnson in the sentence and I just uh, I got you. Up. Um I did hear that, and I am hopeful he recovers. That's horrible. It's sharing um, the tequila bottle around, you know? Right. <laughs> not supposed to do that. So what about The Flash, okay? So The Flash movie is going to happen. I need to pause. Pause. Oh, you need to pause. We didn't pause. What are you talking about? What? It's so interesting. It's interesting that you bring in this whole thing about pausing and not pausing. Did time stop or go forward or backwards? Because... Here we are talking about a guy who can run so fast. He can travel in time, split the multiverse, anything uh, goes. And as we talked about years ago, they're trying to do Flashpoint without earning it. 
Yeah, there's yeah. So I I will say as not a avid Flash reader because I've never been a Flash fan. The time travel Flash stories are my least favorite of the least favorite character in this cinematic universe. Like the time travel stories are the most boring stories for me. So what? I just, the only thing that could have been worse is if he had a bow and arrow. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Look, you leave Batman with a bow alone. <laughs> so that first, that first episode that I watched, man, I remember I was so incensed. I was like, <laughs> he's even got a bat cave. I was so pissed off. Oh my god, no. So I mean, to be fair, Arrow is just Batman without Batman. They have a character on it right. So where I'm watching right now, it's pre-crisis. There is a character using the batons and I'm like, Holy shit, they've made Nightwing. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Nightwing character. I'm like, he's he works for Nightwatch. I'm like, oh my god. Are you kidding me right now? Oh my I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It's like, thank you for giving me Nightwing. So, but yeah, um getting back to the flash. Um I was, in, story- I was incensed that they uh, used the jock uh, stuff too. All yeah, the it, battles it just, on the island and stuff. Yeah, it sounds so fucking generic. Like, oh, it's Back to the Future. Ain't nobody give a fuck. Like, stop. Stop. Like, write a good... Like, write... There are so many cool things you can do with a Flash, right? The Flash is... So... Are there? No, there are. So, of all the superheroes... And this this is the thing I will give to the Flash. The Flash is the only is the only superhero who actually gives a fuck about his opponents. Like, you can say, oh no, Superman cares. No. He really doesn't, because he fights motherfuckers like Doomsday and Lex Luthor, who are eh-fucking-redeemable. Whereas the Flash fights people like the Trickster, who have a fucking chemical imbalance. Or, you know, King Shark, who is someone who is slowly deteriorating in their mental capacity. Like, the Flash actually gives a fuck about the people he fights. Yeah. And, like, there's a really good scene in one of the comics where I say this, having read a handful of Flash comics, where the Flash comes up on the Trickster and he's like, hey, buddy, are we off our meds? And the Trickster's uh-huh. like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really taken them. So I was like, so, that's cool. How about we go in? We go and get you some meds. Would that be okay? And the Trickster's like, all right, yeah, I guess we should probably go do that. And he goes and gets him his meds and gets him back on the regimen so he's not fucking unstable. And it's like, that's the Flash's story. The Flash the Flash of all, like, of all the fucking superheroes, like Wonder Woman included, who loves all of humanity, like the Flash actually cares about his community. Like – the Batman fights his community. The Superman protects his community. But the Flash actually, like, provides a public fucking service. Right. That's you know? Right. And, like, yeah. that's the story. Uh, anyway. Well, but the multiverse, I mean, they have... I know that they planted seeds with him popping through time in the Snyder movies and, and whatever. But uh, I just... Like again, why would you start with a multi 
with a multiverse flash movie they're leaning uh, into it hard they're like well that's the exciting new thing it's officially going to be the multiverse and we can use this to stitch together all the different versions of all of our shit and here's michael keaton now and here's yeah. you know d- here's wesley was it john wesley ship and yep. here's and then uh, and then suddenly guess what everyone ben affleck's back and i'm yep. just like what are you doing no one it's the and, most fan servicey thing that you could do is shove sure. these people together. Right. Uh, agreed. But then the TV universe does it in a way that's like, oh, this is amazing and powerful. Right. It's just like, wait, the TV, the TV outdid yeah. you. <laughs> it Are just you doesn't seem, it doesn't seem. It seems like the kind of thing that would be it's going to get nerds in seats quick, but they already would have. But then it's yeah. but it's going to be very, but it's going to be saccharine. They're going to be like, why? Why are you doing this? Why couldn't what? we just have a flash story that's more uh, just core flash? Just about what what does it take? It's much like how do you write a good Superman story? I I freely admit I think it's very challenging when you have an Omega level character to write a story that's compelling without the tropes that you use to down to de-escalate them. But there's gotta be an interesting flash concept for a standalone movie about him needing to use his power, wanting to use his power, but his power is killing him. Or every time he uses his power, he figures out that it's causing a negative problem somewhere else or some, some rubber banding that means that there's ramifications for him so that he could do so incredible things and go so fast and solve every problem effortlessly. However, there's a consequence to it. And that becomes the trade-off. That would have been interesting to me. I mean, that, yes, 100%. I'm, I'm on board with those concepts. But there's also, like, testing the limits of his godhood, right? Like, there is yeah. there are things that your speed can't solve. You right. will never solve cancer running fast, right? Right. Right. You'll never outrun someone's someone's lifetime. Like I am going to die of a stroke at midnight. You can't outrun me. But he could do the Superman thing from Superman the movie and run backwards across the equator but and spin still, the planet backwards. But I'm still gonna die from a stroke in two days. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, uh testing the god so you know i think the last time i saw a live action anything with the flash that showed consequences to what he did granted i didn't watch much of the flash show so maybe they got better but the Greg last gustin i remember is, is Greg gustin is a really good flash he's I a really actually, good Allen. i actually really like him we'll get to yeah. that but the last time i remember the most uh the most exciting thing about the 90s um Velour Flash was yeah. in the in the debut episode in the pilot. He had to stop and eat a bunch of hamburgers, which was no, a classic yeah. thing about the yeah. high caloric needs of yeah. Yeah. of his metabolism. And I remember saying that I remember even as a kid at that time in my life as a creator, young creator, yeah. I remember pointing at that and saying, role playing game style consequences. Yeah. You you yeah. burned your points. You got to replenish yeah. your hit points right now. Yep. And I yep. love that. Right. The uh, Grant Gustin has such a great um, physical presence. He's skinny, which I like. Yeah. He's a thin yeah. and reedy, and 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 granted, uh, what's his name is fairly skinny too. But um, no, he's a beef, dude. He's a so when 
so he's a he's a big player in in the the current Flash TV series. He right. he shows up a lot, and when right. you put him next to fucking Greg, no, no, no. Person, so that's what I was going to say. Solid he is, like he's sure, a sure. big dude. <laughs> he worked out in his upper body. He's like yeah. like people we know that are swimmers, right? They can <laughs> they can do the cobra. They can build the lats and mm-hmm. the, the lats and the pecs and stuff and the, and, yeah. the, and the deltoids, yeah. and they can build an upper body, yeah. but they're still fairly lean. What mm-hmm. I liked about no, Grant no, Gustin no. is he's literally reedy, and it's yeah. never more obvious than in those in that first meeting of them clip that I saw. Where the two flashes meet in Star Labs, and they're like, "What you? What? Yeah. Which I thought was yeah. a great dynamic. They had a great charisma together in that scene, but they were so violently different types of flashes. Not just the armor versus the fabric, but like yeah. their bodies and their their demeanors. Yeah, and the experience level of Gustin's flash versus the inexperience of what's yeah. his name's flash. It was very illuminating uh, to me. First, hmm? ship's experience. Gussens. No, I'm thinking of the I'm thinking of the clip I saw where DCEU Flash throttling his fan, what's his name? Justice League Flash showed up uh-huh. in Have you not seen that clip? No. That sounds awesome. Okay. At, I think it was related to fandom, but they showed a clip where the movie cinematic universe Flash shows up in Star Labs and they're having a whole thing. And you put oh, them okay. side by side. Ezra yeah. Miller has a yeah. very interesting physique too. I yeah, Sorry, that's I was what going, I'm talking about. I was going to '90s Flash. Oh, I was going okay, to, okay. Yeah, and I, and I know he's part of right. solid dude. Like right. even at his age, he still is. Yes. Yeah, my guy still looks good. Yeah, but even when no. you show when you put Ezra Miller and Gustin together, and they're two yeah. different looks for Flash. Gustin has that really lean, gangly yeah. look, and yeah. and and Ezra looks more physical yeah he does combat oriented and yet gustin looks like the better flash in that agreed to me and that's because of the armor i think like yeah an armored character it makes no sense right like you don't armor someone who can't be touched and also you really shouldn't make red and gold armor in the dceu i think that you're just you're playing to lose because you're never going to get iron man and you, you should stop trying so because they already want Batman to be Iron Man, so they just can't stop. What? So, do we, how how do we feel about the Flash movie kicking off the multiverse? Is that a? Are we both on Black Octopus on that? Oh yeah, hundred percent. How do we feel about Ben Affleck returning for one more shebang in that movie? Well, he's been a shitty Batman to this point. Might as well be a shitty Batman again. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a, a red tentacle because I think there was. What? A prop- I think there was. Pro- I actually like Batfleck in some areas, and I and I didn't like him when I didn't like him, but I liked him when I liked him, and I'd like to think that if he came back, in light of everything contextually that's happened to him and all the things he's said and done, if he decided to come back, will it be an? Int- it's got to be maybe could be interesting. I mean, maybe, to be positive. Maybe. I mean, I, I did like the line he did deliver the raw line, "I'm rich" really well, like. Right. Like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. Like, that was a really good line. Yes. But but if all that's right. all I remember of your Batman. <laughs> so, Mr. PlayStation, uh, did you see the playable trailer, like the trailers of Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League? I did. I did. So, um, we've discussed this uh, personally. I have had... 
Less okay. So this is this is a very I'm going to say a statement here, yeah. and the, to the listeners, it's not going to make it's not going to be impactful because you don't know me, which is fine. I have had less and less and less enthusiasm for each Batman game that has come out. Right. Right. So Arkham came out, and I was I was on it. Like I played that game like gangbusters. I have, I think, the platinum trophy on PS4 for that wow. game. Like I played, like I played the shit out of that game. Then, Arkham City came out, right? I and I played that one a decent amount. And then was it was Arkham Knights next? Yeah, I think so. And I don't think I finished that one. Like they added the car and I didn't give a shit. Dim- diminishing I, returns. Yeah. Like, it's like, you're not giving me a game. I give a shit about anymore. Like it's just something, something happened and it just became less and less enjoyable to be Batman. And they even gave me Nightwing who I'm more interested in right. being. And I cared less. And that's impressive. Like that is an impressive level of disconnect from right. your fandom. For me to be like, yeah, I could be, I could be Nightwing. Uh, eh, I guess I could play your game. No, no, that's ridiculous. So, like, in the context of all that, when you look at the Gotham Knights trailer, I don't give a fuck. I, as someone who didn't even play the other games, I played parts of the first Batman, and I got annoyed by the mechanics when I only have an hour to play at a time. I, I didn't see anything in that trailer that made me want to play that game. No, at it's all. the same. It's the same fucking game. So like, so they've they've made this engine, which is a brilliant engine. Uh, designers, good job. You've done an amazing thing. I'm very impressed. Um, but they did Batman, right? And then they did Spider Man. Well, actually, Batman. They did Mordor, which is just Sword Bat. And then yeah. they did Spider Man, which is fundamentally a different system yeah and really fun to play and then they went back and made batman again and i'm like um you made this you made this other really cool system do you want to incorporate any of those cool ass cool ass ideas into this system no all right that's a choice to make (laughs) so then so then when you watch the trailer for the suicide squad kill the justice league what was Uh, your impression I saw no gameplay. I saw cinematics. Right. It was all cinematics, yes. Cinematics. What, what I it's thought like... was odd about it is that on the one hand, I was more intrigued by that. Like I could see put picking that up, especially if you're bouncing around and playing each of those characters, but in a story mode. But what I thought was weird is it felt like they were leaning way heavily on the uh what's that big game that they had, uh where they everyone's fighting each other? Oh, Injustice. Injustice. It looks like a report of Injustice, which I thought was odd. And then the one thing I would give it is... It might, it might, be, it might be that, actually. It might be their new 2-on-2 fighting game. But the other thing I will give them is... Uh, and, 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 we'll lead, and this leads into Suicide Squad. I like, I like the concept of the Suicide Squad in the DCEU. And I especially like what I'm seeing out of the upcoming one. But oh, it was yeah. really neat to see. But it was really neat to see a more comics-aligned Suicide Squad in this game cinematic 
that played up on the an imagery and some of the things that felt like the comics versions of those characters. Oh, I yeah. liked it in different ways. I found it very entertaining. Like I really wanted to follow Boomerang around and King Shark and stuff in that world. I thought that, that cinematic was very solid. I just wanted to see some gameplay. Sure, right, Great. right. Like, but I, that's I, a I, huge thing for me, though. In the Gotham Knights one, there was nothing about those redesigns or the versions of those characters that no. made me even think that it would be fun to play. But the oh, version okay. of them in Suicide Squad made me think well, that looks like it'd be fun if there's any game in it. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's, it's just you're like, oh, we're gonna fight Superman as our first villain. Well, but it can't be right. It's gonna be they get their ass kicked and then they have to go back to the you know work right their way back yeah or something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's I don't. like your classic thing where you put the uh, the big boss at the beginning, and you your your characters are fully powered. The big boss comes, takes it all away, and then you got to start over, right? I hate that yeah. joke, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, um, yeah, um, I, I, that will be a game I will buy on discount. Yes, yes, me too. So, are you going to give that a black octopus as well? Yeah, I am. Okay. Well, I'm going to again be optimistic and give it a red tentacle, also because it was a less, it was a good looking and less um, nails on the chalkboard uh, Harlequin, Harlequin persona. Um, wait, 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 no, 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 stop. Who is in nails on the chalkboard Harlequin persona? Um, I think Margaret Robbie does a great job, and I okay. like listening to her. But other yep. media versions of her leans so heavily into the animated series heavy accented looney tune version of the character that i don't that's not my bag but but arlene sorkin is right like the original yeah but uh, no you don't like arlene sorkin i like drawing the character but i don't like i didn't i didn't watch remember i didn't watch the animated series but i've heard enough clips and videos of i did not remember that that's really if I if I can never hear Doctor J again, I'll be a happy man in the pandemic. Okay, Apocalypse. all right, all right. No, that's okay. I guess that's you. just I, where I, I'm coming from. Wow. Okay, that's crazy. No, I like I I really like Margot Robbie's version of yeah Harlequin. Um, but I mean, I grew up with right with the Arlene Sorkin version. So I like, respect that version, and of course, because it created the character, and I. And I like to draw it, but in my 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 inklings into just not having watched that whole series, just bits and pieces, it was not my bag. I like looking at it yeah. and the timness of it, but not experiencing it. However, there is a there is a cartoon on right now about her and Poison Ivy and such. Yeah, that apparently is aimed at adults and is very reverent and good, and I want to see it. But it's really good. Yeah. Uh- yeah, and so I remember – so, like, that happened in Batman Beyond, which is my favorite version of Batman. Yeah. Because basically Bat-Iron Man. Yes. Um, and he fights the – he fights the granddaughters of Harlequin. Hmm. And Arlene Sorkin comes in to bail them out of jail, and it's such a oh, good – Oh, wow. So solid. A good segue, it, yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh, okay, DD and yeah, they they get. Sorry, Grandma. Yeah, we got caught. You know, it's so good. It's just such a. I raised you better than this. Why are you getting caught? Well, the Batman got us. Oh, 
well, the Batman got you. Well, that's different. I've know? seen a clip of that because I have the mental image of that. I think I know exactly what you're referring to. Well, speaking of Suicide Squad, so we got um, two sort of big chunks of stuff out of Fandom. We got the first trailer, which yep. was fun, and yep. leaned so into 80s. Oh. 80s. Even with the trailer being boom, explosion, and then they just run at you. But also, um, what I really liked was the character bios or the little character introduction video that shows each yeah. of them. Um, yeah. I was all in because it was James Gunn. Like at this point, I don't care. I was going to yeah. be there and be excited about it. But I was. It, uh, some of the character designs look shitty, and they should they ch- be. Well, I've, okay. No, no, okay. I'm going to. I'm not going to give you any any pretense for this. So, are you familiar with the character Peacemaker? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, how do you feel about John Cena's version? 100%. 100%. Totally right. there for it. That's exactly what – that's all I want to see, really. They showed me that. I was like, I'll be fucking goddamned. Yeah. That's – he's got the stupid helmet in it. They lowered they, – they reduced the dome. They reduced they, the fan of the helmet, but they made it. They gave him the – that's what I'm saying – I was so impressed that he gave the costumes to yeah. them. And they did. And I was uh, 100%. Like, they said Peacemaker. I'm like, fuck it. They're not really going to do Peacemaker. And then they did. And I was like, oh, but goddamn, they did Peacemaker. <laughs> That's insane. When they when they released the original um, cast or the breakdown of the characters that were going to be in it, and I saw, like, Polka Dot Man was on there. And I'm like, what the shit? And then yeah. you see. And, and so on paper, you're sort of like, well, you can see all the ones who are obviously going to be killed. But then when you see who actually plays the characters, I yeah. think Polka Dot Man's going to be like one of the, he may die in in some sort of noble sacrifice, but he is, I think he's going to be an emotional core of that team. It, possibly, yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's really interesting. Um, so, I, I was 100% into it. I mean, I don't even have that much to say about it. I was just sort of like, well, I'm totally down. And I really I, want a lot of those people to get eviscerated. Have you seen John Cena's quote about who Peacemaker is? No. Oh my god. So they said so they told John Cena, Do you know who Peacemaker is? He's like, oh. It's like you're like Captain America, but an asshole. And he's like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean it he it just it seems so perfect for him. It's hard to imagine anyone else playing that role but him. It, it's because like John Cena I'm like Yeah. There yeah, was that, a time yeah. there was a time some time ago where where I remember talking about John Cena as US agent. But the 100%. difference here is the difference here is Peacemaker can be in that project. It plays on his comedic strengths. John Cena has proven to be a good comedic actor, and that's much more interesting to me. Agreed. Agreed. Is him being Looney Tunes about it, being oh, yeah. obsessive no. and a cartoon about yeah. that character than just being serious. And yeah. U.S. Agent, it was serious. Oh yeah, U.S. Agent, you can't play Looney Tunes. It's right. not. Like it's yeah. not a funny character. It's meant to be deep state, and I know that's a trigger word right now. But I mean, yeah, Agent isn't isn't is a personification of injustice in America. Right, right. You know, yeah. He's he's everything. He's everything Captain America walked away from three times. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a nomad trigger. Right. Okay. So uh, we're going to give this a whole bunch of red tentacles. Red, red, red. We love it all. James Gunn. Yeah. Yes. 
said some shit when he was younger. Yes, it was horrible. So yeah, over it. It's yeah. bad. Yes, everyone says stupid shit when they're younger. So, main event. Uh-oh. The first thing we get is the launch of the logo for the new Batman movie, and it's fucking great. So, I'm a nerd. I'm a design nerd. So, the first thing I see is that logo, and I said, yes, please. It's asymmetric, while not really being obvious that it is. It's so that means it's edgy and it's not fitting in a box and it's not formed right and it's something's a little off about it, which I love. It's very stylized, which I love. And then we got that Jim Lee drawing, which who gives a shit? Um, and then we finally got the trailer. And I was actually really surprised that a trailer came out. I'm going to back you up. Okay. So it's important that the Jim Lee image came out because it shows conceptual design putting into practical design. Not sure that's true. I don't what know is, that. I don't know uh, that that costume was designed by Jim Lee. I took. I interpreted it as Jim Lee drew the movie costume. Well, no, we're doing. It's doing a uh, year one. It's doing the year one costume, right? What are you talking about? It's Jim Lee's version of the year one costume, but the year one costume is basically what we're doing, right? Mm. This established costume, is it not? Am I wrong about this? In this dark timeline, did you flash your way into another multiverse here? Did you? I swear, did, to, God, I swear to God, the um, the Battinson costume is is a year one costume that has been established already. Is that not true? Well, so I don't read modern DC very much, but are you talking about a new fifty two year one? No, 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 no. I'm like old old school year one Batman. Well, it's not Mazzuchelli's year one. No, it's not, it, it's not. It's not Mazzuchelli. <laughs> no, that's your. No. That's actually Batfleck, right? <laughs> I mean, not it big, is. beefy, not all the power. But if you were to stitch it no, raw, but, that's Batfleck. No. Um, but I, uh, which I I'm still wrong. want. As as I said, I'm a Nightwing, not a Batman fan. So I've never seen anything directly like the version that we're getting in the in the yeah. in this, the Batman. The... My my take was that was Jim Lee just drawing. For fan service, he just drew the character, and you're like, "Oh yeah, it's Jim Lee. He did the drawing." I don't think that he was con- he was doing any concept work in the way that he and Cully Hamner and others were involved in the new Fifty Two designs. Right? Well, for better or worse. Well, Cully Hamner's designs were good. Jim Lee's were questionable. So anyway, <laughs> so mm, so look, there's not. I'm not saying that I love the 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 bat the bat 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 um the Batman's costume. But Wait, I've always had a... Stop. Are you saying you don't like the Batman's costume? I'm not saying that. I'm well, saying... You... Then? What? You're breaking up. What are you saying? You have to come down on one side of this vent. Do not you yet. like it or not like it? You're acting as if there's only two settings. We have a gray, we have a gray kraken now. No, no. Here's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I like the way it looks. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, and certainly in motion, I now like the collar, and I like other aspects of it that I was more like, "Mm." but at the same time, I have for a long time accepted that I don't have to like the way Batman's costume design necessarily looks in these movies to enjoy the Batman movie. In other words, we've talked before about how in the Nolanverse stuff, Batman was my least favorite part of it. Sure. His costume design, Bale's voice... Everything about him and Batman, I love watching it, but it's the least 
it's the lowest point of a very high bar to me. Right? What do you mean? Um, Especially when he's doing it in the privacy. He's Rachel, don't die. <laughs> I'm taking you to the hospital. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you using Batman voice? <laughs> I mean, and the fact that he had an affect, we, I will never stop complaining about that. And she meets him and she's talking to him. He's talking to him somewhere. Like he's wearing the cost. He's wearing the cowl. And he's like, Alfred, like, shut up. He changed your diapers, you know, like, no, <laughs> no, a hundred percent. It's like, but why like this? I want Alfred to be like, why are you talking to me like this? But there's so many things. And that's what I loved about Batfleck was we got a cloth costume, even though then again, he's looking at it in the cabinet and it's got muscles on it and whatever. It doesn't make sense. But his appearance when he's wearing it looks like he's wearing the gray cloth with the black stuff. And it yeah. looks practical and he's got a practical tool belt and and long cape and and he has a voice modulator for fuck's sake. So he gets sure. the bat voice off of a chip, which I thought was perfectly fine. They yeah. even found an excuse to have the eyes, everything the design work around the bat fleck was great to me. That's my current favorite of the Batman on film. However, what I like about the 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 uh, Robert Pattinson version is that it's from it's recognizable as a Batman, but it looks different. Mm-hmm. The collar, the stingy, the stingy uh, um, Neil Adams ears that I don't particularly like. You know, I like stunted ears. I like the little flat ears. Uh, I don't even like that design, but it's distinct and it's different. It looks like a Batman, but it's different than we've seen. It's got armor, but it doesn't look like a armored Batman that we've seen before. Yeah. We're it's very clear and they've established that it's a year two halfway between being established and finalizing who he's going to be. So he's been accepted by the police begrudgingly. He's got a relationship. He's trying to be the detective. He's got a work in progress that he's now started to refine from the cloth days. I like all of those, those things. I really want to know what's going on with the bat symbol. Is there something in there? But he's got flechettes on his He's got he's got flechettes on his on his bracers, like there's yeah. all kinds of stuff going on here. I strongly believe we're going to get two costumes in that movie. Probably. That we're going to see that one. It's going to get torn apart, and then he's going to rebuild or whatever, and then you're going to get a more Batmany Batman costume. But this costume looks right for the car and the motorcycle. It just connects. It the motorcycle. It hundred percent looks right for that motorcycle. Yeah, because it really looks like he's riding to the X Games yeah. in his bat costume. I know it does. Yeah. It looks like he's got hockey armor on, and I don't think that's a bad thing because it reads as a work in progress in that world to me. Um, but that trailer was everything. I watched it like fifty times. Yeah. Solid trailer. I loved it. Being a Nolan guy, I love that it's pulling hard from Nolan imagery. But at the same time, being a crow fan, I'm enjoying that it's the crow, because it's the crow. Uh, what you talking about? What are you talking about? You what? know what I'm talking about. How dare you? I was talking about. How did you feel about it? Um, I felt that the sound of the tape ripping. Yes. Fantastic. So many that's... questions in that second before you see what's happening. That's a terrifying sound if you don't know where that tape is going. Yep. And people are like, ooh, tape. I'm like, no. 
if you don't know where that tape is going, that sound is not a good sound. Yep. It's a bad sound. Um, uh, I'm happy that it's the Riddler. I'm even more happy that someone has broken the Riddler code already. I find that fantastic. And it was a pretty basic cipher, though. But still, it was fun that they did. The basic cipher, it's that, that someone took the time to do it, which right. I find really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I've seen a lot of news articles about the fact that Colin Farrell's the penguin and, oh my god, he's so ugly. Isn't it amazing? And I'm like, uh, I could give a fuck. Right. Like, Colin Farrell's a good actor. Let him act. <laughs> like, well, and also, it didn't look like, I mean, we barely got a snippet of it, but it didn't look like he was Danny DeVito, waddly, little yeah. waddly penguin type, which is fun to draw, but not fun to see on film outside of Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, for him to have another reason. Because do you remember I had a redesign of Penguin called King Penguin? And he was called that because he was wearing, he's always wearing the formal old-timey old formal tux, oh. but he's a badass. And, yeah, then he yeah, had yeah. A, and he was wearing old-timey tux and he had a king, a, like a pelt of a King Penguin that he wore like a, co- a cloak over it. Yeah, so, that was so, yeah. The Penguin Tales, right? Like, I like the idea that he could be called the Penguin for some other reason than he's waddling and has a long nose. And and, and 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 acts fishy or whatever the fuck it is, right? It's yeah, and I don't even truthfully, I don't remember seeing the penguin in the trailer, but whatever. Um, all you see, all you see him is is him in the car racing away, going, "That guy's crazy," and and he's under heavy prosthetics. That's all. So, um, I mean, if from the, tra- I dug the Riddler bits. I dug the kind of the. I'm going to say a word, and I'm probably too tired and drunk now. My asthma, <laughs> uh, the miasma of yep. just oppression that that yes. trailer provided, because it was just like, yeah, Gotham sucks. Why do we live here? Is kind of the feeling I got from every scene in that trailer. And I'm like, yeah, why do you live here? <laughs> well, there was a there was a article that said that they've talked now more freely that the script is heavily based on Batman Ego, the Darwin Cook uh, story, which has okay. a lot. I mean, that leans very heavily into him manifesting a a bat demon, like a sentient bat, like a bat. Um, really, like, like like in that comic, his like his 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 spooky costume with demon eyes is talking to him in the mirror and talk, follow him around the house. And he's having a psychotic break with the bat oh. persona, talking to him, testing him, pushing him. And it has a lot to do with him having to acknowledge that the, some of the things he's doing is creating problems in Gotham. Is he really is breaking heads all the time, really solving any problems is sure. just the best way to go about affecting change. There are questions. It's a very thematic. It's a very character driven story that I read a long time ago and I haven't read since, but I don't think they're going to do that in this. I don't think they're going to do that in this movie, but I think that the concept of him being forced to reconcile his brutal vigilante behavior as being a positive or negative force in a different way than the Nolan stories said that him existing begat the villains. He created the villains because he existed. I think in this case, it's going to be more about, uh, his maturity being him being on the tipping point, realizing that maybe he has to think about what he's doing and offer some res- and use some restraint. 
because it was very important they showed in that first clip that he went into those cosplayers and beat <laughs> and he savagely beat that guy when he got him down he kept going before yeah. he looked up again and i think that they made a point of that not just to say oh look robert pattinson can be physical come on we knew that i think it was to show that he is at a point in his career where he's going to savage the shit out of those criminals yeah. and question that yeah i am interested in this film i am hopeful um and i have seen a lot of people give it shit because it's robert pattinson and i'm like nah. have you watched any robert pattinson movies outside of twilight because if you have you probably shouldn't be questioning this movie but right. if you're just thinking he's the twilight guy then well watch some more movies fucko indeed um of course, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. I was there for that. That's pretty right. fucking cool. Yeah, and I like that they're establishing I, I, I that this Jeffrey is Wright in anything. Yeah, yeah. Actually. But I'm, but I'm glad that they. I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm enjoying that they've established the kind of Gordon that seconds Batman, like the kind of Gordon yeah. that says, "I need your help," not the kind yeah. of Gordon that's like embittered about him being there and defensive that he's yeah. helping. No. Yeah. And agreed. I'm glad that we didn't see. Alfred, because there's a lot there. At least I didn't think I saw Alfred, and uh, and and given who, and given the casting and everything else there, I'm really hoping that we're going to see a ex-military brutal Alfred that taught him how to be this way. Mm. You know, it's Claw, right? It's Andy, Cir Andy Circus is Alfred. I I hope he's not militaristic we'll see we'll see it'll be interesting to see what i mean because like oddly enough if it's circus it'd be cool if you were caesar right yeah like if you were that that version of a person right right we're like look we need to not fight but that's what i'm saying threat, right I I'm saying I like the idea of Alfred being the source instead of it being going off and going to ninja school. I like right. the idea that Alfred is the source in the absence of his true father. He's the guy that taught him, well, hey, if you got to get shit done, if you have to get shit done, this is how you fight. Alfred's right, yeah. playing that uncle that you're not supposed to spend too much time with. Right. right? Who can be wise and have been on you the other what? side of it and is exercising that restraint. That would be really cool if we just totally negated the Ra's al Ghul series of this. Right. It was right. just like, no, he was taught by a badass. That's right. Done. You know, the yeah. Alfred that says, and Gotham played around with this a little bit, and then they went off the end. But the the Alfred that says, oh, you're getting picked on in school, or, oh, you're seeing bullies and muggers and criminals as you're growing up. And, you know, you can do something about it. If you're in a position where you have to, you can defend yourself, yeah. and he's going to teach him those tricks i think that's yeah. interesting and i and i'm hoping we get that you saw a bit of zoe kravitz's uh Catwoman and a little fake out with the ears with her little yeah. thing but the what i wanted to also talk about though is we know it's riddler it's paul dano as the riddler mm -hmm. but i'm not seeing anybody talk about this but aren't they fucking merging hush here because he looks everyone's talking about oh they took away the purple suit from the riddler and they made him all dark and nolan -y. but is't that basically looking like a hush outfit he's well, got he's got a very specific type of mask that we've yeah it's been mapped he's in real world up. yeah yeah 
And he's got goggles and he's in a jacket. He's got a long coat on. Well, I mean, merging the Hush and the Riddler story makes sense. Someone who could suss out who Batman was. I mean, to be fair, like, okay, so there's a really good series where the Batman is indisposed for some reason. And the Riddler takes over and starts doing the Batman thing because the Batman's not there because Gotham starts getting a little unruly and the Riddler, it's like, it shows that the Riddler could do the job if the Riddler wanted to. Right. It's a really cool series. And it's like, well, fuck Enigma. Why don't you just do this? Like, Oh, the Batman will do it. And I'll just fucking make the Batman's life shit when he's around. You know, it's like, God damn it. Enigma. I don't even know if it's basically just that they're taking imagery of hush, which is cool and merging it with the character of the Riddler, or if yeah. they're hybridizing the two characters in truth, or whether it's it, a totally unrelated design choice, but it seems pretty a, on the nose to me. Yeah, it's a good hybridization. Like, if you're going to choose a Batman villain to do it, Riddler's a really good choice. But what I'm enjoying about it is that Riddler is a great concept character, not the 60s Looney Tunes Riddler, but the idea of taking serial killer who taunts the police with clues mm-hmm. to the nth degree. Yeah, that's what makes Riddler fun is that he's crazy and sadistic and a murderer, but it's all about the game. Well, it's not okay. He is 100. percent I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But the like, you got to so you got to think of the Batman villains as antithesis of a Batman characteristic, right? Right. Right. Like the Riddler is the detective turned on its head. Inverted. It's someone who uses. Yes skills to hurt as opposed to heal right and like it's it's interesting because you look like the the penguin right the penguin is all of the power turned into someone who destroys as opposed to builds right the joker is the rich the riches used the wrong way right right Right. The Riddler is all the detective skills turned on its nose to to hurt and harm as opposed to solve. The Joker is all of the just brutality turned from right. uh, a focused destruction right. to a, a chaotic right. destruction. And Scarecrow Even is Cat- his, and Scarecrow right. yeah. is his the, affect of scaring his criminals. Yes, right. 100%. Right. Like all of his villains are manifestations of his power in the badness. And it's it's cool when, like, I really like the idea of the Riddler when he doesn't have an opponent, fights the other criminals because he's bored. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. And it's like, it doesn't make him a good guy at all. It just means he's like, I'm bored. <laughs> and that's that's dangerous in and of itself. Well, and that was a huge component of Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Was him yeah. collecting and then burning all of the mob money because he was making a point, but also because he was beyond, he was over it. He wasn't part of that game, and that was fun. That was a great scene. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, what about that one part when Batmite was shown in the the very small corner of the screen? Where you could see Batmite. You didn't see that. You're I have not, no idea what you're talking about. You're not, you're not that drunk. Batmite, you're not that. Drunk. What are you talking? Yeah, I was trying to trick you. Uh, so. I, I'm yeah, optimistic. I, mean, I got to tell you something else, man. That was based off 25% completed footage. They completed 25% of that movie. And they made that trailer and it felt like 100% of a movie. 
and what really I would good. wish, and I can tell yeah. you, if at all possible, I'm going to not see anything else and watch any other trailers. Because based on that alone, it even had, gave me the hope that it is still going to be the owls in the background somewhere that we haven't seen yet. But I just don't think it's going to be. But I don't know. I just... I. Why is everyone so hyped up about the owls? I do not like that storyline. I don't know that I like the storyline. I just like the imagery. I like the secret society that's old Gotham, old Gotham power, and I like the owl masks. I think that it it evokes some very strong imagery for me that I like. Okay, okay. Um, I like the idea that anybody could be. It's that Hail Hydra thing. It's like I like the idea that anybody could suddenly in in business (laughs) and power could all of a sudden be like put on the mask, you know? Right, right. <clears throat> it's just, it's, I've been dealing with, the owls have been a very substantial part of Nightwing for many years now. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, why the fuck is everyone all up in arms about the owls now? <laughs> they also said um, they're going to do a year one uh, series on HBO Max that is like GCPD. Like what Gotham could have been, but wasn't, which is what we always wanted, which is just the GCPD. That, so would that be made cool. me really happy, right? Because that's what oh, yeah. I want. Yeah. That comic was amazing. I love that. And then also they said that um, supposedly Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman is going to have her own series. Eh, it could go good or not good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, so. I love that they cast her for it. I love that that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know how she's... I don't actually know anything Zoe Kravitz has been in. Hmm. So I don't know if she'll be I've good. seen a few things. I've seen a few things enough to give me the impression that she is good at good actor and fun to watch. Um, but not so much that I have a strong feeling about it. But the idea that they could create a female-led, interesting spinoff on oh, yeah. series about that character sounds interesting to me. So in general, we're going to give this all a bunch of uh, red tentacles, you say? What are we talking about? The Batman? Yeah. Yeah, red tentacle yeah. for the Batman. And then Zoe Kravitz in her own series? Are you thinking maybe the uh, gray? No, I'll give her a red tentacle. Okay. okay. I, I don't know, but Catwoman is a very... It's possible to do a good Catwoman series. Yeah. It's also possible to do a shit Catwoman series. So I'm going to go hopeful and be red. As long as she doesn't uh, change actresses in the final season, right? Um, and then finally, that's so I don't, reference. I don't know, I don't know if that's going to be a problem. It might be a benefit. Yeah. Well, I love Rose. I love her. I think she's great. You're thinking I, Batwoman I now. I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the Catwoman actor. The they replaced Catwoman in the end of Gotham for the final season. They aged her up and put a different actress in the place. Oh, did they? I yeah. stopped watching Gotham. Yeah. I just yeah. it got, me too. I got me too. tired. Um, <laughs> so I have a piece of bad news, though. It's today. Mm-hmm. It's tonight's news. All right. Um, Batman resumed production. Yeah. And shut down again. Well. Pattinson got COVID. Well, I mean, yeah. The world I mean, is still. Thick. Right. I mean, give me a fucking break, right? Yeah, too soon, right? I hope I hope he's going to be okay because I actually like watching that man act. He is yeah. good. He's a good actor. It's just unreal. It's unreal that um, 
they're pushing forward on things prematurely and we see the ramifications of it. Well, okay, well, why don't we... They are, the world is. Uh, the movie theater's open, like... Yeah, it's <sighs> terrible. It's terrible. But here, listen, tell me, We've. I think this has been a good wrap-up of this this segment of the news. I think we hit a lot of the big stuff and we can yeah. save some of other ones for another time. But let me ask you quickly, do you have any planned plundering items to share, things that you are going to watch, Mr. Mike? Or read so, or absorb? If you have not been watching Love Calf Country, you are ah. the fuck out. Love Calf, Lovecraft Country is some of the best television I, I have wait. seen in a while. That shit is good, people. I cannot wait. I have it. It's my very next item after what I'm doing now. Yeah. But what is your plan to plundering? That's your, that's a rum fueled recommendation, right? Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, plan plundering. Um, well, fuck balls. Oh, there is a new comic series. It is four issues in. I highly recommend. Um, Tartarus. Ah. T-R-T-R-U-S. Tartarus. Oh, yes. yes. Tartarus. It is a European comic done in America. Amazing art done by Jimmy... Is it Jimmy Christmas? Johnny Christmas. It's done by Johnny Christmas. Um, fucking amazing. It is brilliant. Highly recommend. Um, or in Johnny Christmas. Johnny Christmas. Yep. Uh, his art's amazing, and I've seen. Um, yep. Good call, man. I saw a lot of the uh, promo material for this on like Twitter or something, and uh, it really caught my eye. It's another one of the. I just I love this this influx of what I used to what I would have called all of the you know the European post Mobius yep. stuff yep. brought in. It's very Inky Bilal, and if yeah. you don't know Inky yeah, Bilal. Yeah. I highly recommend you go out right now and right go now. buy some Inky Bilal because that motherfucker can make some comics. There you go. All right. I have for my plan plundering, um, I'm going to watch, even though it got slagged, I'm going to watch Old Guard on Netflix. Oh, um, wait. It got slagged? Yeah. No, it's dude. It's good. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to watch The Boys. Yeah. And two. the comic. The comic, The Old Guard? Yes. Solid as shit. It's Ruka dude it's a fucking ruka story oh of course um uh ooh, next oh, time we're going to talk about a couple of miscellaneous greg ruka um news items that we have to talk about that are very important to us um however the boys i want to watch that um sure. also watch i'm looking that. forward to if everything is to be believed we may actually get cyberpunk 2077 this month and my year-long oh. pre-order Bullshit. May come to... <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. It's never going to come. Um, it's a game in perpetuity. In perpetuity? In perpetuity. It's a classic example of, yet again, a game I bought that I have no time to play whatsoever. Similar to the game that's currently on my... Um, on the mantle in my living room, unopened, which is Ghosts of Tsushima, which I still have unwrapped. Ooh! Hey, when you finish that, can I borrow it? <laughs> yes, you can. I might give it to you first, to be honest with you, because you can get through it before I get a chance to open it. But um, also in my planned plundering list, I had added, um, I had also uh, Lovecraft Country. 
um, which you're rum fuel recommending and I was planning. Perfect. That's directly it, it, next on what I'm watching. It's really good, Tom. You're going to yeah. love it. It's really oh, I good. Know. I just, when they started talking about them doing that, I thought, well, okay, I'm just, I'm the target market, right? I'm going to love it. Um, I also, since we talked uh, tonight, I put on Hudson Hawk, Super, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth. Um, <laughs> so if you can wait, now, I'll, just, too. I'll just loan you my Dead Earths because it's for Ines I'll, I'll let you right. assume. Sounds good. And then for Rumfield recommendations, you had Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft um, Country. Yeah. And if you haven't, if you haven't read, if you haven't read One Woman Dead Earth, yeah. And you like apocalyptic stories, highly recommend um, Tartarus. As I've said, um, The Last God by DC Blacklist, amazing, mm. amazing Conan story, which yeah. is not Conan. Um, there is a Cy Spurrier story called Alienated, which is a six-piece miniseries, which is finishing up this month, uh, oh, which yes. will probably be in collections in three months, called Alienated, which is about three teenagers who get psychic powers and how that can be a problem if you're a teenager. Yes, sir. Um, Amazing, amazing well, story. If you Spurrier, don't like Cy I mean, Spurrier, yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you've never read Cy Spurrier, go read The Spire immediately. And if you like The Spire, just read the rest of his shit because it's all a fucking amazing, amazing. Um, yeah. So, so I have. Um, I'm actually on the last season of Ray Donovan. Oh, and... that's a fucking rough show, dude. I can't watch it. I can't do it. I'm in my last season of it. And, um, you know, a lot of people fell off of it once they found out that John Voight was a hardcore Trump supporter. But this is an example, much like Tom Cruise, where I'm not I'm seeing that in the human side, but I'm still enjoying the performance and the character, though, at the same time, I'm beginning to feel like. His Mickey Donovan is John Voight. Like John Voight is playing John Voight as Mickey Donovan and that John Voight is as sleazy as the Mickey Donovan character. And I don't uh, mind it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. all accounts. So yes. but I just can't the, the performances of some of these people. Um, oh it's a really well acted show. I just have a hard time watching it because I'm just like I mean, Leif Schreiber, Jesus Christ, yeah. the man's the man's a genius. Well he's you know amazing. Who 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 um steals the show is uh Eddie Marson mm. who I never mm. even knew was British to be honest with you um <laughs> he completely owns this show as Terry he is so convincing as a parkinson's sufferer and his relationship with that as well as all the other stuff that that family goes through and we'll talk about more later but i'm just so um astonished at what he has done on that show and dash yeah. mihawk who plays the younger brother um is really good at what he's doing he makes it look effortlessly that he's that schlub but ter yeah. but but eddie marson as uh, terry blows me away because i associate him with things like um the berlin wall movie with tom hanks you know where he's yeah and movies like that where he's playing these very serious and foreign types of characters but uh, very serious roles very um 
no thuggy. I've never seen him play someone thuggy. And it's just yeah. so interesting. So anyway, I'm in the last season. And in fact, I thought I had finished it because the way my Showtime app had it didn't have an up next. And so I thought I was done. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting way of ending this. And then I've discovered, I looked it up and I found out, A, I ruined the last episode for myself by accident. But then also <laughs> I found out there was a seventh season. And so that's what I'm watching now. But I think that's going to be, you know, the way at the rate I'm going, it's another couple of days and then I can start um, folding in Lovecraft Country and Boys at the same time. But anyway, I recommend Ray Donovan if you can get through some of the brutality and the, well, not just the brutality, but just the horrible things that the family has gone through and the yeah the the larger tragic thematic elements of how a terrible yeah, upbringing it, can lead to a terrible show. yeah the recursive nature yeah. of what you do to your kids that was done to you and all that stuff yeah. you don't have to be a parent to feel that but i definitely feel it when i watch it um, yeah it's a, it's a chain of violence like the show yeah. is very very directly a show about showing you what a chain of violence does to a yes. person yes yes and it's ultimately, um, it's a fantastical show about a very real problem. And even yeah. though we root for the characters, you know, kind of anti-heroes in a way, um, because kinda, of the kinda well, anti-heroes. Well, I'm saying I'm I'm putting the kinda in the hero part. Like, it's the type of show, much like the, you know, a lot like the Sopranos, where you follow characters and you root for them because the narrative and Breaking Bad, right? characters that you're rooting for because you're you're on long for their ride but yeah. they're not good people and no they're protagonists but they're not good they're not heroes right yeah and 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 this last arc of the show has a lot about the tenuous attempts of ray donovan and other members of the family to transcend the role they've been in and right some of those wrongs but it's not a saccharine just changing your tune doing the right thing all of a sudden at all right it's very subtle differences sure sure so, anyway with you. that's where i'm at um so mr man that was a good roundup um it's great that we managed to capture everything from san diego comic-con to fandom in one conversation <laughs> <laughs> i mean a 17 year span of news is pretty impressive don't you think hey, yeah pretty good pretty good <laughs> so um <laughs> listen i wish you the very best tonight i, I wish you the you very do best do not find yourself on the floor Underneath the savage beating fists of a Robert Padson style Batman as you drift yourself off to sleep because that looked extremely painful. Uh, I've seen worse. Gorilla Grodd could probably mess me up worse. I, I think you're right. But a Gorilla Grodd and King Shark team up. Oh, snap. <laughs>